0: Preston and Steve's
1: news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, October 16th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. Lower Marion Township police believe a purse theft at a grocery store in Winwood could be tied to six other incidents in Haverford Township. The theft in Winwood happened shortly before 4 o'clock on October 9th. Police report that the surveillance video shows the suspect approaching the victim's shopping cart in the parking lot, removing the victim's purse, and then walking through the lot uh, towards Clover Hill Road and out of the camera's view. It turns out the Haverford Township Police have had six similar purse thefts, all at supermarkets since September twenty-sixth. The suspect in each incident is wearing a full black burka with er- their face covered. Police said the suspect's vehicle is a white Cadillac SUV with a PA registration. The SUV was used during one of the thefts in Havertown. Uh, the registration is listed as stolen, and people in the SUV were seen switching out registration plates at a nearby store after the theft. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. This looks
3: like the work of the purse bandit.
2: <laughs> well, you know what, um, I, I've... No- a couple of people that I know uh, has had have had this happen to them. Getting
3: clipped the same way?
2: Yeah, getting the, the purse. They didn't have their whole purse, but um, the wallet, you know, the purse, you go to the store, you put it in the shopping cart, the purse maybe is open, whatever, and, and her, I guess her purse was opened and the wallet was in plain uh, view yeah. and they just snagged the wallet from her. A mother is accused of shooting and killing her husband and their two young children inside a Philadelphia home. Authorities have identified the suspect as 28-year-old uh, DeMira Jones Alcinder. She is expected to be charged with the triple murder. A neighbor called police after hearing gunshots around 10 o'clock in the evening on Monday in the 6300 block of Harriman Street in Tacony. According to authorities, a 38-year-old man was pronounced dead at the scene. A 10-month-old infant and a 4-year-old girl were taken to the area hospitals. They later died of their injuries. Police are uh, also Found the 28-year-old woman at the scene with a self-inflicted wound to her head. Police believe that Alcinder shot all three of the victims, then turned the gun on herself. Police said she confessed to the shootings while in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Homicide Captain Jason Smith said the mother legally purchased the weapon just before the shooting. A family member said Alcinder was distraught over relationship issues with her husband. The arg- argument may have been over child support payments. Philadelphia Police Department Acting Commissioner Christine Coulter said some of the officers cried at the scene as they were overwhelmed at the thought of the baby and toddler being shot those officers are being offered counseling services horrible yeah awful the cherry hill public school board has voted to change its policy on school lunch debt as it works to find a solution to encourage delinquent parents to pay up Uh, i don't know if you guys remember but we talked about this uh, when they first enacted this rule Uh, they the revised policy allows students who have outstanding lunch debt to choose a hot lunch from the meal of the day menu but no a la carte items the latest rule prohibits students with 75 dollars of overdue meal fees from participating in activities like the prom extracurricular activities or buying a yearbook Uh, even with more lenient changes parents are disappointed Uh, they're saying that their children are being punished for the parents lack of payment under the previous policy cherry hill public school district students owing more than ten dollars would only be allowed a tuna sandwich once a twenty dollar debt was uh uh was brought in the students uh would i'm sorry once they got up to a twenty dollar debt uh the students would not receive any food from the school at all although they're saying that this was not really enforced
3: in the rears, Kathy, do they still have access to the wine
1: menu or no? <laughs> I don't
2: uh, think so, no. No wine menu. By the way, what if you don't like tuna? <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. I, 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 then you got to pay your bill. same thing. Some very appetizing. Maybe it's a method some of torture. Generic, like yeah. chicken or... Well,
2: that's what they changed. So now you get, you can choose from the meal of the day and it's a hot lunch. It's not a sandwich.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's swordfish.
2: What if I don't like swordfish? <laughs> mm-hmm. The superintendent <laughs> says that this new rule actually breaks from state policy, which requires that meals be withheld. There is an outstanding lunch debt of $15,000 in the school district with an opening uh, an operating budget of more than 200 million dollars in order to collect the school principal and guidance counselor will reach out to parents by letter requesting payment if the debt isn't paid within 10 days the administration will make a phone call if the debt reaches 75 dollars, they'll hold an in-person meeting the administration is also suggesting that families sign up for free or reduced lunches the
3: said president is luca brazi yeah send him in
2: all right in sports this morning <laughs>
4: Ooh,
2: ooh, ooh. <laughs> what the f- is that? The Flyers lost to the Flames last night in Calgary. What the f- is it? Michael Froleg opened this uh, with open the scoring just a minute 35 into the game with an unassisted goal. Uh Matt and Niskanen. Niskanen. What, Niskanen. There you go. Has uh, scored his what first the goal is this? as a flyer five minutes into the third, but that was the only goal they were able to score. Before the game, the team announced that they have signed forward Chris Stewart to a one-year, one-way contract with an average value of $750,000. Stewart was available for the Flyers game against Calgary and will wear number 44. The team wraps up the road trip through Western Canada tonight with the game in Edmonton against the Oilers, and the puck drops at 9:30. In the American League Championship Series, Garrett Cole held the New York Yankees scoreless, Jose Altuve hit a home run, and the Houston Astros won 4-1 yesterday in Yankee Stadium to take a 2-1 series lead. Altuve and Josh Reddick homered early off Yankees starter Luis Severino, while Cole pitched seven strong innings to win the 19th straight decision. Game four in the best of seven playoff is scheduled for tonight, but that could change. The weather forecast calls for a substantial storm with heavy rain and wind all night in New York. And in the National League, the Nationals scored seven runs in the first inning and held on to beat the St. Louis Cardinals 7-4 and advance to the World Series with a four-game sweep with the win, a baseball team from Washington, D.C., is headed to the World Series for the first time since 1933. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank
1: you very much, Kathy. Welcome, friends. It's a Wednesday morning. Kind of feels like a Monday to us. but uh, And, and we, we shall treat it like a Monday because we are going to reveal that we have a new Word of the Week prize this week. Only three letters. It's another trip to Los Angeles.: what? How the hell do we get these trips? this. Do trip? do this? Uh, so, it's amazing. Yeah, and this is too. It's a, it's a premiere of a movie uh, based on a book that I'm about halfway through right now. It is the premiere of Doctor. Sleep. How are you liking the book? I'm really liking it a really lot.
3: Really interesting because yes, you am. know you go back to the Shining territory again. Yep. You know, does it have the, the the chops? So
1: I just finished The Shining, and then I figured I should go right into this book because it's a continuation yeah. of the character Danny Torrance from from The Shining as an adult. Yeah, and it's it's way it's nothing like The Shining. It's, okay, it's a completely different uh, um, uh, feel to the whole thing. But I'm really enjoying the book so Very far. Cool. I, I'm a King fan, so. Uh, you know, I, I figured I was going to like it, but anyway, it's going to be October 29th at the Regency theater in Los Angeles. I also found out this as I looked up the, uh, uh, the cast and the main, uh, nemesis is a character named Rose, the hat being played by, do you remember the actress, Sarah Ferguson, who I totally yeah. fell oh, in yeah, yeah, love yeah. with when she was here she in the She's in studio. the studio. Yeah. She's playing that character. Ah, loving this. yes. So, uh, anyhow, it's a follow-up to uh, The Shining from Stephen King. was written and directed by Mike Flanagan and will be in theaters nationwide on Friday, November 8th. We have a chance for you to go and see the film in Los Angeles. And you only need three letters that make up a word. So we will get to that starting today. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on on today's program. Uh, Wednesday, so Fox Good Day, we're going on that. We usually have a secret text word. Do we have, Is that this up here, Case? Uh, Take us to see yes. Sebastian Maniscalco. Yes, sir. All right, text reset up with that. I didn't
5: give her a word yet.
1: Give us, I'll, give I'll us 30 you. seconds. I'll come back and, and reiterate to do that in a moment. Uh, but we also have joining us on the program today, Danica Patrick. Yes. Uh, the former driver, and she has got a new podcast coming out called Pretty Intense. We'll find out what that's about. We have uh, the the people that bring you the Philadelphia Film Institute's. Um, uh, what is the event coming? the The film festival, yeah. yes. Uh, so Andrew Greenblatt will be here, the executive director, and Michael Lerman, who's the artistic director. We'll find out about details of that event. Always cool stuff. We also have Pierre Robert on the program what? Really? How do we get him? Well, it's in a different <laughs> capacity. It's oh. Pierre Robert and Rob Hyman who okay. are be here. Rob of the Hooters. And they are part of this uh, Walk of Fame induction ceremony that's coming up. We'll give you more details on that uh, as we get a little bit later in the program. So we also have Stanley's Tavern stopping by today because the Thursday night huddle Uh, The Bud Light Premium uh, Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is tomorrow night, so they're bringing in some food, and they'll have some giveaways for you, which I will have the opportunity for you to win very, very soon. So these things and more are taking place. I love it. All right, we're good to go with the secret text word now. So uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is going to be performing at the Borgata, uh, and this will be on June 21st. It's a little ways off, but why not win the tickets now? It's a 5 p.m. show. Text the word SECRET to 39333. We'll send a word back to you, and later on we'll ask you to call in with that word. If you're the designated caller that does that, then you win the tickets. That's how it works. And we'll grab a random text or two, so a couple of different ways to win. Pretty good stuff. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. i uh, got some entertainment stories I want to run by you, as well as a stupid question to do some giveaways. Uh, if I can find out where the commercial button is here. Somebody cleaned up what? around here and everything's moved around. We <laughs> can't find anything, but anyhow, we'll we'll figure it out in a little bit. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Stu's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand.
3: Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at Stevensinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevensinger.com.
0: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: All right, let's start by getting you something for free. I have a stupid question this morning and the question that I have concerns angles. And here's your question. The angles of a triangle add up to how many degrees? Two one five two six three WMMR. The angles of a triangle add up to how many degrees? Uh two one five two six three WMMR call right now. Let's see if you know the answer. Today's birthdays, Wednesday, October sixteenth, include. We'll start with the oldest on the list, Angela Lansbury. Still uh, alive? Murder She Wrote. Yeah, yeah.
3: She doesn't know it, but she is. <laughs> she no, she's super talented.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
2: always watch that with my mom. Uh,
3: Murder She Wrote. Yeah, okay. It's one of those things that you can put it on. It's like it's like Columbo. Any type of whodunit, it's mm-hmm. innocuous. You know, it'll it'll kill time. But she goes all the way back. She used to be a real screen siren. She yeah, was, she was a, a babe,
1: an attractive yeah. woman. I remember her from uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I love that movie. When I was a little kid, yeah, ninety four. Actually, it's also thing. the name of a porn movie, Preston. <laughs> Bed- <laughs> Various things that will be used <laughs> right. in this film.
3: Yeah, yeah. and now we're going to try a broomstick. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, God,
3: <laughs> oh, not the broomstick. <laughs> not the
1: broomstick. Ah,
3: uh, broomstick. guy,
1: Tim Robbins, uh, is sixty-one years old today. He came by for a visit several years ago. Was yeah. he? playing in a band at the time, is that why he was I think here? He was. Yeah.
6: Sellersville, I think. Yeah. He was yeah, it was, yeah. I just looked it up. It was July of two thousand
3: eleven. And wow. Adrian Temed was his lead guitarist. <laughs> wow. Uh that was a great interview and a lot of
1: fun. Uh he plays guitar. If you ever uh, yeah. saw the the movie Bob Roberts, uh he was he plays political a kind of of singing politician in that. Yeah, but he he plays and, and sings and does that whole thing. He was a very nice guy. sixty one today. Suzanne Summers Oh, wow. Chrissy from Three's Company.
2: I loved her, too.
1: Uh, yeah, I was a fan. Uh, and I know you were a huge yeah. Three's Company fan yep. all the way around. I was so. actually
2: just talking about the um, John Ritter story and when he passed away. Yeah. John Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I, this show I used to watch with my dad. Yep.
3: There
1: you go. See, a lot of the uh, influences what you watch with your parents. You know what my favorite episode was when somebody mm-hmm. was in the other room and they overheard, overheard somebody Oh, something. that one's great. They got them all confused and uh, <laughs> everybody didn't understand. Hey, pressing
3: that episode was such a success! They did it for every other episode.
1: <laughs> I mean, it,
3: it, every episode could have been cut off at the knees if someone said, "No, I said turkey." Right, right, exactly.
1: Oh, oh, you misunderstood. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, would have cleared it all up. But you know, it was it was a funny show, and they actually ran disclaimers before the show would start it was considered that is how archaic it was yeah. back then the idea that a man was living with two women yeah. and pretending he was gay he had to pretend he was gay in order to live yeah. there otherwise they the the landlord Mr. Uh, Furley Roper at the Mr. Really Roper head. I'm sorry yeah Mr. Furley was second but Mr. Roper was not going to allow it and uh that's, that's how far we've come folks so uh she's 73 today Kelly Martin, who was uh, Becca on Life Goes On, she also had to turn on ER as well.
3: She's also in uh, the Jamie Kennedy movie, Beverly uh, Malibu, way he plays the the white rapper, the kid who's. Malibu's have, Most Wanted? Malibu's Most Wanted. The mm. classic. She's in that. She was nominated for that. Oh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> she is uh, 44 today. Uh, the Great Flea, Michael Peter Balzari. Oh, the red hot chili peppers. I didn't know that was his full name. Yeah, he is wow. uh, fifty-seven years old today. Uh Super he's talented. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. My my son Carter has recently discovered what a talent flea is he's. Oh like, my god. Dude, he goes crazy on stage. Also to be to be that kinetic as oh. he's playing and to be with that precision. Talented yep. of a musician and be able to, like you said, kinetic, be that crazy uh on stage. He's he's awesome. He's a fifty seven and, and you you'll see him pop up in a movie every now and then. In, uh, there's a movie called Boy Erased. It's about gay conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the people that's counseling, you know. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I Uh, was like, whoa. I'm pretty certain of that. Nick, can you fact check that on uh, for me, please? Because I I thought I saw him. He's uh, 57 today. Bob Weir, the great Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead. So
3: I'm not a, uh, a massive Grateful Dead fan. I appreciate them, but I appreciate Bob
1: Weir's daughter. Yeah! Oh my God, Monet. Monet. Her Instagram. Yes, uh, she is an attractive young lady. You know what I do like about her is, uh, as far as her Instagram post, she is very attractive. She doesn't overdo. No does not try too hard with the sexiness that mm. I see. That's some what we girls want do. from our
5: Instagram
3: model.
1: Yeah. yeah. Don't oversell it. Yeah, don't oversell it.
5: She is it. sexy, so she doesn't have to do. That, me, you know, if you notice, like
3: all my shots are just yeah. candid. I'm yep. just sitting there having tea or something, and I, I let the
1: natural sexiness come through. Yeah. Well, Casey, not the spread, like, but I mean the pouting lips and yeah. the whole. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't oversell it. I, I I like what she does on Instagram. Yeah. Preston Elliott approved. <laughs> Monet we need, we need
3: one of your stickers for you with your thumb up.
1: That's right. <laughs> oh, and it's Bob. Bob Weir's birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him too. You remember him? He wrote some songs. Uh, He's 72. Did you find out about Flea? You were right. Yeah. Boy Erased with uh, Lucas Hedges. Yeah. I thought that was him. All right, uh CF Fred Turner, bassist stinger, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Whoa. Yeah, he is uh seventy six years old today. They were a, a, a staple on yeah. rock radio for a while. This and you ain't seen nothing yet. And yeah, and, and plus they had they had ties Bachman Turner Overdrive did with Mountain and ISIS? No, not ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, but guess who? I, I I forgot. There's there's like this incestual, uh run. Yeah, of these yeah, bands yeah, I know that, what you're that about. BTO was part of. So, but nothing to do, as far as I know, <laughs> with ISIS. But you know, who what was it Friday. in Bachman Turner Overdrive? Who? Hasselhoff. Oh, <laughs> of course. So he may have been directly tied Rat- to ISIS. Trick? I don't yeah. know. He's seventy six today. <laughs> uh barry corbin the actor uh he played the um the general in war games he was uh, maurice in uh, northern exposure i like him very good um, character actor always plays
3: sort of a windbag
1: yep exactly he's got a very uh uh uh, recognizable voice and delivery uh he's 79 years old today Wendy Wilson of Wilson Phillips, yes. Daughter of Brian, sister of Carney, niece of Carl and Dennis. Yes, yes. Game of Thrones. She begot, yes. (laughs) She begot uh, Wilson. The Rocky. Yeah. But she's uh, 50 years old today. I always thought she was pretty cute. I did as well. Yeah. So happy birthday to her. Uh,
3: You want to talk about a
1: guilty pleasure? Wilson Phillips. Let your Wilson Phillips flag fly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a terrible picture of her. Get off here. I just said she's cute. That's not. Oh my god! On. All right, and then the last <laughs> birthday uh, is local fella Bryce Harper. Ah, oh. uh. Bryce Harper turns twenty-seven years well, old. Happy today.
6: birthday for him with his former team going to the World it, Series. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah it's I know. got
1: to suck. It's <laughs> yeah. got more to suck. And I mean, and to just have a crappy season all yeah. yeah. Just know, overall. I, it's That's the nail on the Now, fall. the money's good, obviously, yeah. and it's that can okay. help.
3: That'd serve as a buffer, <laughs> but... Uh...
2: They had a baby, right? They did, yeah. Oh, yeah. And right. Listen,
6: I think he's going to make Philadelphia his home for a long time, and I think next season will be better, and that's the beauty of baseball. There's always mm-hmm. next season.
5: Uh, and we had, you know, maybe this season was a disappointment, but this was fun.
0: Bases loaded and one out.
5: Oh, Barbara my Sensi. God. D-
1: Oh, that's what got them to the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> Good
5: times, man. Good times.
1: Now, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to our stupid question. Wow. Uh, I don't know who's on the phone. I don't know what they have to say. So I think I think our phone screeners messed up yeah, here. So this is guess the caller um, Wednesday's president. Oh, thing. OK. Uh, hang on now. My phone lines aren't even lit up. Yay! I got to OK. Casey has to do what's called retake the board. You need it's a gun. A, no, it's a it's a little uh, step process where he has to hit a few buttons. And uh, should I? Can I try it? Try Go it. for right, it. Let me see Go here. For it. No, that All doesn't right. work. it doesn't work. Right. So now he's got to uh, do is this. this because of cleaning. Of course it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> you touch something.
2: I didn't I do the try, board.
1: Try now, All right. Hi. No, it's it shows that somebody has them on the line right yeah. now. So. Did Bill uh, Weston do the board? Hey, Robin didn't board. Can you talk to them through that? uh... Yeah, I can. Okay, Casey's going to (laughs) interpret. Ask the person who's on the phone.
5: Hey, WMMR, who's this? (laughs) John, how you doing, bro?
1: What's your answer, man? What's
5: the question?
1: Ask John. So (laughs) the (laughs) angles in a triangle add up to how many degrees? Yeah,
5: how many degrees, bro? Bro. (laughs) He says 180. Is that right?
1: John's right. (laughs)
5: Casey hold
3: hold the the earpiece up to the microphone. Yeah, let's see if we can hear this. All right.
1: Hey, wait. I got to wait for the yeah. bells and whistles. No,
2: you'd have to put the other one so we could hear him. Hear him. Yeah, yeah,
1: th- yeah, this one. Yeah, there you go. Hey, John, can you hear me? No, Casey, there. <laughs> Jesus. Let me try this again. John, can you hear me? John, say say something. Can you hear me? No, we can't hear him. Uh, Casey's uh, actually holding the wait, handset wait, up to the microphone. He was talking. John, can you, can you hear I know, him? but we can't. The mic. Yeah, I just it's...
5: barely. By okay, the way, I think he barely. said his
2: name is Ken. Yeah.
5: No. Is this John or Ken? He did say Ken. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's why I wasn't answering.
5: All right. Listen,
7: Ken. is going to go. we got to go. go. you won.
8: No. Oh,
7: dear God.
1: Oh, well. All right. Give him this goddamn prize. So the answer is 180 degrees. All right. I, hey. think, we have a, I think it's I fixed have no now. Anything. Hold I on. Know. Wait, 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 wait. No, it's not. I just hit the button and nothing oh, happened. It's not. That sucks. All right. Anyhow, we are going to set them up with the prize. We have a pair of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to make sure that the board works. It okay, works. Okay. Right, tickets cool. for Disney in concert. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas with the Philly Pops presented by WMMR Thursday, October 24th. That will be at the Met. And you can come in costume for Halloween and enjoy this classic movie with a live score. Tickets for both shows, October 24th and 25th, are on sale now via phillypops.org. All right. We're going to start with some kind of serious subjects. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. appeared at Manhattan Supreme Court on Tuesday in handcuffed, flanked by his lawyers, Pete Tombekis and Mark Heller. Uh, the Oscar winner pleaded not guilty to new charges in his sex abuse case. Remember, covered that before we went left for the weekend.
3: I was watching Mark Heller's press conference. Uh, your lawyer needs to look a little more put together when he gets in front of the... I'm watching this guy like... really. Uh, Mr. Gooding will have his thing caught, and everyone who's accused of this
6: will be brought to <laughs> just... He just... I, I mean, saw, Right? I, yeah, I saw it on the national news last night, Steve. He looked like a, a cartoon character. Right. Really? Mr. Gooding, of course, you remember him from his
3: wonderful films like <laughs> Radio, where he inspired us all to overcome. <laughs>
1: uh, he was facing charges of forcible touching and sexual abuse in the third degree. One woman came forward over the summer accusing... Kubo uh, of grabbing her breast in a Manhattan bar. A second woman came forward recently accusing him of pinching her buttocks without her consent and making sexually suggestive remarks to her at a New York restaurant last October. Uh, or, it, says, uh, it says last October 6, 2019. I think they mean 2018. Uh, Gooding Jr. is now facing a four-count indictment. On Tuesday, his team asked the court to nix the two new charges, and proceed with the first set to trial. Uh, their request was denied. I'm, try- I'm having a little bit of trouble understanding, are they actually adding on charges as we go along? Well, they want to, and, and they, they, yeah, apparently that's what they're Can doing. Can you do they? Don't you usually It'd traditionally focus
3: on one case at Wouldn't a that time? Be,
1: that would be separate, Or right? like everybody. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, the prosecutor filed a motion for a hearing in which a, uh, it's called a Moulinot hearing. Yes. In which a defendant's conduct is used to establish a pattern even when charges are not filed.
3: <sighs> so exculpatory.
1: Yeah. And according to the district attorney's office, 12 additional women have come forward with stories about Gooding Jr. that they say establish a pattern.
3: Do they say he's gropy or... Um... It doesn't say. A little bit more provocative. Is he any, uh, like, sexual molestation outside of the groping? That I don't know. All right.
1: Heller said he's outraged that prosecutors are moving ahead with incredulous cases.
3: This is an incredulous case, and we will defend Mr. Gooding to the best of our ability.
1: The next hearing is... Can
3: someone keep me from falling over?
1: Has been set for December 13th, by the way.
3: Honestly, it helps to have a lawyer that presents nicely. Yep.
1: Uh, so, Felicity Huffman reported to prison oh, wow. on Tuesday. Ms.
3: Huffman is totally committed <laughs> to filling out her 14 days and paying her debt to society.
1: She's serving a 14-day sentence for a role in the uh, college admission scandal. Felicity Huffman, this is according to... She already a,
3: planned a prison break, Preston.
1: A representative for the actress said in a statement, Felicity Huffman reported today for sentencing the Federal Correctional Institute in uh, Dublin, California. Uh, Ms. Huffman is prepared to serve the term of imprisonment Judge Talwani had ordered as part of the punishment she imposed for Ms. Huffman's actions.
3: Do you think she gets out a little bit early?
1: Yeah, probably. Her uh, time served? She'll begin serving the remainder of the sentence Judge Talwani had uh, post imposed one year of supervised release with conditions including 250 hours of community service. When she is released, the statement added referring to Boston Federal Judge uh, Talwani's order last month. A source tells people she's ready to face the music. They said she's embarrassed and just ready to get this behind her. She wants to serve her time and move it, forward. It's two weeks. Yeah, no. She, all right. I mean,
2: come on. That's still a lot for somebody who's not used to doing jail time. I, but
6: I hope she doesn't get out early for a two-week sentence. And then I met Felicity Huffman. And <laughs> my life changed. We made an agreement
1: that we needed a tree in Thousand Oaks, California. They were going to tar the license plate factory, and that's when she made a bold move to bribe the guards. That's right. And uh, do yeah. their taxes for them. A day and a half in. Mm-hmm. She helped the warden with his SAT scores. <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, they are apparently they're the the family's trying to uh, just, you know,
3: I think so. Listen, of all of them, at least the way she's been presenting herself, she's been totally uh, she comes across as embarrassed and contrite. So uh, she'll do her time and then move on. My guess is she'll be back, you know, acting
1: and doing what she does best. I agree. In a recent interview with ET, Jennifer Aniston admitted that she was, I was
3: a big fan friend of friends. Well,
1: con- admitted she was considering joining Instagram because it allowed celebs to control their own narrative. And on Tuesday, she made her musings a reality by joining the media platform. Yeah! Actually, crashing her page temporarily due to all of the ex- all of the excitement. I watched it. I, I'm not
3: watched it. It was a static picture. Why would I watch a static? I looked at the picture, and uh, was it the one of her and all her castmates and friends? Yes, it is. Yeah. She it
1: was soon back up and running, uh, but users reported other issues, and many being shown a page that read, sorry, this page isn't available, and many hopped over to Twitter to share the frustration, but her first post was a selfie with all five of her friends co-stars, everybody looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. They do. I'm wondering when this picture and where they were. You know, when this... just was fairly recently,
3: actually, from what I understand, uh, she's got her show that's debuting on Apple TV.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: and uh, so it's a good time to tie all this in together.
5: It's uh, there, so you know, um, like The Office and some of these other shows have yeah. had like these resurgences. Friends on, has on, as well, right? So, but there is a major backlash. I don't want to say major, but I, I keep seeing this campaign uh, about people that hate it, that think it's terrible, do, do not understand how it became so popular. And one of the funnier posts... What, I the s-
2: original Friends show?
5: Yes. The the entire series, people are like, I, I don't know how this it, it has become so popular and why people think it's so funny. And and one of the posts I saw is, guy like said, uh, if I win the lottery, I'm going to buy the rights to Friends, go back, uh, take out all of the laugh tracks. Just so people can see how stupid this show actually That's is. Weird there were two. Yeah. There's,
2: there's other shows that are far, much worse. Far like I wor- like you- Three's Company. Yeah. Yeah, right? which is
3: <laughs> horrible, but you still enjoyed it. I would say this is that it was A, it was of a time. Yeah. It was speaking to a specific generation. Uh, it was also doing it with a, an accomplished cast of comedic
5: actors. Sure. The writing was pretty sharp. And it
3: was must-see television. We were compelled by law
5: yeah. to it watch w- it. Must-see TV. The one thing on that show that I never got in, uh, it bothered me, was uh, was Phoebe and the guitar and Smelly Cat. Like People loved it, though. Oh,
3: yeah, God. I know. I, see, did you like, love
5: everything Alf did? No.
2: <laughs> but see, I still watch yes. Friends and like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can understand going back and watching Three's Company and not laughing anymore, but Friends, I still laugh at the jokes. Oh, there are
3: some shows that you then you even when you were watching them the first go around, you knew they were pretty bad, but you just enjoyed them, you know. And and but, but uh, Friends, I think is is a sharper show.
1: I agree. I agree. I was one of the funniest things I remember seeing on on TV one time was when uh, Chandler was trying to hide the fact that he was dating Monica, and Phoebe was trying to call him out on it and pretending that she was coming on to him. And this right, most right, right. awkward, I laughed my ass off at that particular scene. It's good stuff. I thought there were some great moments on that show, but I didn't watch it religiously. Uh, I didn't watch every episode. Some people were, you know, it was like you said, must-see TV. It was appointment television. You yes. had to watch it. You couldn't miss an episode. But, you know, um, hey, listen, they're, they're, she's, and Jennifer Aniston's doing great, and this is... With this one post of this picture, got her 7.1 million followers. That, and you know, so it's good promotion for her show, her new show. Yep, so she had written, and now we're Instagram friends too. Hi Instagram, she captioned the post in which she smiles alongside Lisa Goudreau, Courtney Cox, Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, and Matt LeBlanc. Also friends with Aniston is her ex-husband Justin Theroux, and he was one of the first to comment on her inaugural post, and he wrote, and I quote, Woot woot. Hashtag first. Wow. How they do love that? each other mm-hmm. still. Woot, woot, woot. There's woot, 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 And become <laughs> one of the hundreds of thousands who quickly followed her, and now it's uh, 7.1 million, I believe. I like
6: uh, David Spade's comment.
1: He just writes, uh, crap, you can't even see me. Uh,
6: <laughs> as if he were edited out of the photo. Nice. <laughs>
1: Thoreau was uh, one of the uh, few profiles that she followed in return. So, wow, Whoa. that's nice. Yeah, I mean, he did prob- take the time to write "Woot Woot." She, she doesn't follow <laughs> us yet. <laughs> she'll probably start off that way, but uh, yeah, who knows? If Maybe. only she'd follow us. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not working, guys. Great. We were going to play the Woot Woot. Oh jeez. Uh, Nothing. What, how did they but, clean but, the board with a hammer?
2: <laughs> no, we use Q-tips.
3: Q-tips attached oh, to hammers? We
2: specifically didn't like, hit any buttons or unplug anything.
1: Or
3: you,
2: but, you did. Or, or
5: pushed
1: did. buttons
7: or totally dead. and, and <laughs> had
1: lesbian love on the board. Casey's trying to fix this so that we can hear that Hoot,
7: woot, 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 wonderful woot, sound, woot. sound
1: effect, but yeah. it's going to take a little while, oh, so boy. I'll move on. Uh, I bet you other shows can play woot-woot. <laughs> okay, now the board
7: just
5: disappeared on me.
1: Uh, everything <laughs> shut down. I wonder if we're even on the air Are right we on now. the air right now?
5: Oh, no. Marissa, can you go into the other room and just kind of give us a thumbs up? Let us know if you can hear us on the... I think things would sound
1: different on the radio in waves. if we the radio But this is the, the longest emergency broadcasting <laughs> of all time. Right. It's uh, literally the board, which is normally lit up with all kinds of crazy okay. blinking lights, is, is now dead. All right, now it came back on. All right, yeah, yeah we're good to go. Marissa says yes. <laughs> we're still on the air. Congratulations, guys. All right, so... Baby steps. Gwyneth did Gwyneth again... As she addressed a crowd of fellow A-listers gathered to celebrate at Elle's Women in Hollywood event on Monday in Beverly Hills. Quick question. Do you get the sense she's living her best life? Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) without question. As an event honoree, Gwyneth Paltrow gave a speech. While many other honorees gave inspiring, if slightly stayed, speeches about what it means to be a woman in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, She took a different route. I'm a man in Hollywood. (laughs) No. The goop boss confessed that she hadn't prepared a formal speech because she said, quote, I'm drunk and I'm just uh, the lame old white lady here. She totally gooped it. Uh, to be fair, she also did say some other things. She said, I may succeed at it and I may fail, but I had this incredible passion to try to move culture forward in a different way huh. and create a space online where we could help women eliminate shame.
8: Shut
4: the f- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Someone is in the audience. Uh, the uh. Mark Summers was there.
9: Shut in cur- the f
4: up. <laughs> I have
1: to remind you, that's Mark Summers <laughs> at uh Dunkel Dare. <laughs> uh, but hit <laughs> one more time if you don't mind, please. Shut the f up. He's <laughs> in the audience. Uh, <laughs> the actors encourage women. To stop waiting for permission from others to unlock their power. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Finally, someone had the courage oh. to say it. She said, women are so unbelievably powerful, and I think... I saw one pick up a car. We're just living in a- yeah. We're living in a time now... Power! When we're really starting to unlock that power, and we are giving ourselves the permission to unlock our power. Unlock oh our she said, uh, we're not waiting for that permission anymore. Edna, can
3: you come with me into the bathroom? I'm having difficulty unlocking my power.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, she donned a one-strap Bottega Veneta LBD. What is that, a sandwich? I don't know. <laughs> Any idea what an LB... Oh, little black dress. Oh, oh yeah!
4: yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Ah, I was yeah. loud but deadly. How about me?
1: Preston
3: scores in the fashion department...
1: Nick just pulled up a very tasty picture of her on Instagram. That's her.
6: That's her account. That's her post.
1: Yeah, she's she's well. She's not wearing a top at all, and she's wearing pants with suspenders, and Ooh. the suspenders are covering her nipples.
3: <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, say she looks thirsty? She looks beautiful, actually. Huh. That's a really
1: good picture. I saw. Granted, was an attractive one. I would agree with you.
3: Listen. So, so anyhow, Pepper Potts. She 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 gets instant eternal cred for that.
1: Let me tell you about what she wore. Okay. So she she had the one strap, uh, Bottega Veneta. LBD, Ooh. and a strappy pair of Jimmy Choo's. Strappy Jimmy Choo's you're wearing there, little woman. But there were a lot of uh, top-name people there. In attendance were Zendaya, Scarlett Johansson, Natalie Portman, Mindy Kaling, uh Lena Waithe, uh, Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, Margot Robbie, Reese Witherspoon, Jamila Jamil, and India Moore. So, No a- Caitlyn
3: Jenner? Uh no. Ladies, it's great to be here. Not yeah. at that event, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> did you wear some strappy
3: shoes? I did. I wore some strappy Jimmy shoes, but I had to nail them to my feet because I have a size 18. <laughs> strappy, don't you think? Nail them. <laughs> like a horseshoe. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I had to. Yeah. I go to Jimmy Shoe's blacksmith. <laughs> It's great to be here with my little black dress, which is not so little because I'm 6'9 and 300 pounds of m- rippling muscle.
1: I guess she was there. I didn't know about was that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for you? Okay, good news. Miranda Kerr has welcomed her second child with Evan Spiegel and her third overall. She this said,
3: wonderful news if I knew who they were.
1: We are overjoyed. Well, she has a child with uh, her ex, Orlando Bloom.
3: Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, so the mom. You Yes, of yeah. course. Now I do remember
1: She said, we are overjoyed at the arrival of Miles and so appreciate everyone's kind words and wishes during this special time. Uh, they shared with People Magazine, we couldn't be more excited to welcome our beautiful son into our family. Uh, Kerr and Spiegel already share Hart, uh, who is one year old. I'm and- so glad somebody
3: finally married Schmeagel.
1: Uh, Kerr and Bloom have uh, Flynn, who is eight years old.
3: Uh, So they're apparently, okay, so they're, um, it's an
1: amiable split, right? I guess so. Don't really know. Yeah. But um, uh, they got a new baby in that household. All right, so very little information on this, but Mama June has pleaded not guilty to felony cocaine possession. What if they stick on the same cell with Felicity Huffman? (laughs) According to court documents obtained by the Blast. Uh, Mama June and her boyfriend, Eugene Gino Doke did not reportedly appear in the Alabama court, and they're facing one year in huh. jail.
3: So you remember, Preston, so uh, to make some quick money, they sold off everything in the house. They w- basically went online. They had this house, and they were selling everything, like lighting fixtures and everything. yeah. They they sold the house for I think hundred and twenty thousand dollars without a quick sale without ever getting it appraised finding out only later that it's worth two hundred and fifty thousand right um, I mean just the absolute dumbest every every life move that's why I think even Honey Boo Boo whatever her real name is is now under the legal care of her own sister
5: no kidding yeah yeah wow um, so real quick Steve your dad's name is Gene. Yes, is is it G E N E? Is it Eugene or is it just straight up? It's Jean? just Gene, yeah. Okay, all right. So. And my
3: my older brother is Gene. Well, uh, you know, Gene Junior.
1: Okay, but and I I'm did, G- I was supposed to be Gene Jacket, but they. <laughs> I did grow up with a with a guy whose name was Eugene, but we called him Gene. We called him
5: Gene. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, if my name is Eugene. I would go by Gene. Probably. Eugene is a very nerdy sounding name. <laughs> it it's, can be the name of Rat Boy. Mm. <laughs> it is.
1: Uh, Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie are going inside the Fox sexual harassment scandal that brought down Roger Ailes in the new trailer, which came out for Bombshell. Uh, and in this, uh, trailer, Kidman's Gretchen Carlson urges, someone has to speak up, someone has to get mad. Did in you guys res- see it? I did not yet. It's pretty amazing.
6: Wow. John Lif- Liff- And John Lithgow as Roger Ailes. Oh my god. Did they put yeah. a lot of weight on him? They sure did. Wow. And I mean he did a great job as Winston Churchill and yeah. so but he's a chameleon and but all three of the women actresses do an amazing job at, at looking like they are supposed to look like. But John Lithgow as Roger Hills is uh, it, and Steve I couldn't help but laugh cuz I'm thinking about your impression of him. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> wrong wrong effect button. I <laughs> like ribs.
3: A Fort <laughs> uh, Roger Ailes just always looked disgusting. Yeah, sure did.
1: Uh, he always just imagined that the ripples in his chin held uh,
3: all sorts of residual food.
1: Alana U-box, uh Janine Piero declares in the newsroom, "We need everyone on Team Roger." Uh, in the trailer, the film drops December twentieth, and Theron tells Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres that she hopes that uh, Greta, Gretchen Carlson will see it. Uh, She said, we used a lot of source material in finding the story and also spoke to a lot of women who were part of the story. Some of them were still working at Fox. Some of them really didn't want their names out there. So as a team, we decided uh, just to really kind of protect our sources. She said, Megan is uh, fully aware of the film, and I'm hoping that she'll see it. We want everybody to see it who's involved in the story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. I'll tell you what's <laughs> going to make
3: an interesting movie if they ever do is Ronan Farrow's book. If that, if yeah. they ever get that source material, I mean, if they can, someone buys that, that is going to be
1: wild. Well, I got a little tidbit on that if you want. Uh, Harvey Weinstein apparently hit up Woody Allen to help t- uh, hit, to for help to take down. Ronan Farrow, according to his new expose, Catch and Kill. Now, Farrow and his father have been estranged for years. Allen's adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, has accused him of sexual assault. The Charger Brothers supports both Allen and Weinstein, deny wrongdoing. Farrow, of course, was one of the key reporters who broke the story that eventually led to Weinstein being accused of misconduct, including rape by dozens of women. Now, Farrow is also credited helping instigate the Me Too movement, which activists and Allen himself have cited as the reason that Allen lost out on a multi, multi-film, multi-million deal with Amazon. In Catch and Kill, the book, Farrell writes, Weinstein seemed to want a strategic playbook for squashing sexual assault allegations and for dealing with me. Uh, and apparently Weinstein had asked Woody Allen, how did you deal with this? Oh, uh, but Allen declined to get involved. Not
3: very well.
1: According to Farrell, he <laughs> said, "Jeez, I'm so sorry. Good luck. Uh, Farrell, nice talking to you. Also claims that Weinstein tried to hire intelligence firms to squash the story. Listen, Javi, I can't talk right now. I'm rehearsing my scenes for Captain America. (laughs) Weinstein denies the claims, and uh, his spokesperson said it is a fiction to suggest that any individuals were targeted or suppressed at any time.
3: So the word is, as you read excerpts from Ronan Farrow's book, is that Harvey Weinstein... There was sort of a mutual destruction. They He was asking NBC, the higher-ups, to help him, and they were both working to keep... So they wanted to keep the Matt Lauer story from getting out, which Weinstein was holding over their heads, right. and Ronan Farrow had brought this Harvey Weinstein stuff to NBC, so he said, you don't report that, and I won't get this out. Wow. How
1: disgusting, right? Yeah, totally. Wow. Hey, Kevin Smith, our buddy, is defending comic book films after Martin Scorsese likened them to theme parks. I uh, told the Hollywood Reporter outside of the premiere of his latest film, Jay and, Silent Reboot, uh, Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, on Monday. He said, Martin Scorsese is a genius. But to be fair, my entire film career, even prior to my film career, he's been pretty much saying the same thing about action movies. I uh, also argue that Scorsese has done a superhero film. He said, for my money... I think Martin Scorsese made the biggest superhero movie ever, which was The Last Temptation of Christ. Don't get much bigger of a superhero than Jesus. He beats Superman and Robert Downey Jr. every time. So maybe Martin is bending on that territory. So he's kind of poking at him a little bit. Yeah, you know,
3: I, I, and I we, we had uh, Mark Maron in, and and you know a couple of people have gone on the uh, the offensive against superhero films. I I think to me I liken them to our. Um, you know, to to our our pop culture law, the the way um, uh, Camelot and all that stuff is, and and uh, you know the the class. This is this is yeah. a lot of this stuff. Like the Western is is an American art form, and and, and to me, if you can't find good emotional filmmaking in Endgame or a, a number of the Marvel movies. Uh, you're
1: not paying attention. But I also understand if you just don't get it.
3: Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and the wrong thing to do I is know to just you try to convert someone. Yeah. And it's, it's it's not going to go. But for us, who and we love it, clearly, yeah. there's a lot in there. I, I'll take the scene where um, Ant-Man shows up at his house in uh, Endgame yeah. and his daughter is older and he meets her at the door. That is, Or when Tony Stark's daughter wants the cheeseburger you know, at the end, those are emotional scenes. Listen,
5: well done. It's a really, really yeah. small scene in Endgame where it's uh, the quiet moments just as much as the, in fact, less than the big action. Yeah, like Black Widow when she's talking to Captain America and and they find out where where Hawkeye is. Yeah, she loves that guy. Like yeah. at, like not it's not her husband or boyfriend, but like it, she loves him like a brother. And he's not doing you know right. <laughs> he's he's doing bad things, and it's breaking her heart. I mean, that was just, it was a wonderfully acted scene, but, and and I'm with you, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to defend No, no, why I I love it and and, and the scene. And I love Scorsese. And if you don't like it, then that's fine as well.
6: Yeah. So this uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, they're doing a movie tour, so I guess it's in theaters for a day or two, and then they're taking it out on the road, Uh, and they're in Philly on November 7th um, at the Philadelphia Film Center, but the night before they're in Pittsburgh and then the night after they're in Boston. So, Case, I don't know if you have had any conversations with Kevin, but I have. Probably hasn't, he does, probably doesn't have a lot of time yeah. in, during that tour to come he in. He makes time, man. He, does he? Is,
5: yeah, well, All right. he likes being on the radio. Okay. He, he, he really,
6: really it's a Thursday, it. Thursday. Uh, I hope he can get him in. He's awesome.
1: Yeah. I have yeah. more superhero news. Uh, Carnage is being joined by Shriek from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Sony's upcoming Venom sequel. Huh. They're uh, the second? Deadline. Yes, yeah. they are. I didn't even watch it. I watched part of it and I just kind of I checked out. I didn't hate it. That's part of the reason um I think that you're getting a little bit of blowback from uh from some of the superhero stuff is there's so much of it now. Yeah it used to there was a time where I would not miss any one of these movies yes. that came out. But now I'm missing a couple of them here and there just because there's so many of them.
3: It's the same happened to me with the, with the CW stuff yeah. is that I, that, that I had to start. There was an overload and I get it. There's a glut of these now. Uh, Venom to, has grown on me. The first time I saw it, I thought, OK, mm-hmm. all right, all right. And then um, then I began. It did to, well. Yeah, it, it did made very
1: well.
3: $856 at the oh. box office right. so, on a $100
1: million dollar budget. So it it. It was a success, no yeah. question.
5: Yeah, I didn't mind
1: it. And there was another one. That I it's p-
5: actually funny too. Case, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but also, Dark Phoenix, I didn't hate. I don't. Did anybody watch it? I have not yet. Seen it. I've heard nothing but bad about yeah. it. I didn't mind it. Okay. I, I really didn't mind it. You know what?
3: I can't stand though. I can't stand a half hour of cities lifting off their foundation. Is that <laughs> you don't get
1: it? No. I, I, you know we're just. I got it. This yeah. thing.
3: Look at the power. Oh my God! The buildings yeah, right. are flying. Stop it.
1: Well, anyhow, uh, they're going to do another one, and uh, those characters are going to be in a carnage and shriek. Uh, and you know what? We'll move over to the uh, yeah. We'll move over to the clips, you guys. babies. And yeah, I, well, we've had to make some concessions here to make these things work. We've had some technical issues this morning. In Jojo Rabbit, a lonely German boy living during World War II discovers that his single mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their attic. In this clip, Sam Rockwell talks about the inspirations that he used for his character, Captain Klenzendorf.
5: Yeah, I watched Brando and the, the Young Lions. I watched Oscar Werner in Ship of Fools and, um, you know, just, just worked on it phonetically. But I kind of saw him as more like Bill Murray with a German accent or Walter
6: Matthau on Bad News Bears. It was, that was kind of my model for
9: him. This is a special. <laughs> I is it
6: comedy? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
9: Get
6: out of here. Yeah, and uh, Taiki Watiti plays uh, Hitler and it looks hilarious. I, I think that Taiki took um, Hitler and made him funny.
1: Okay? I love Sam Rockwell. Man, we were so close to get him in the studio one day and they had to cancel the the that trip. S- sucks. He is so good at, at comedy and yeah. and drama. All right. Uh Jojo Rabbit hits theaters October 18th. Let's do the next clip group of friends form a support system as they raise their young children in the comedy single parents here Jake Choi explains the method that he uses to play a single father
10: Mickey's confident he thinks he knows everything but he doesn't so as an actor i don't want to lean too much into like his dumb aspect it's really more
1: him thinking he knows everything <laughs> uh so a new episode of single parents is on abc tonight that will be at 9 Thirty, and there you go. That's our report for today, friends. A lot going on on the program. Danica Patrick's going to be on the show. Andrew Greenblatt and Michael Lerman, who are from the Philadelphia Film Festival, are stopping by today. We also have from the Hooters Rob Hyman and our buddy Pierre Robert. They're both accepting some awards. We'll tell you about that down the road. It is very cool. Uh, we also have a meet and eat today. Uh, And the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle is happening tomorrow night. It'll be at Stanley's Tavern. Our buddy Brent Porsche and the MM Army will be there. Always very exciting. And 7 and 9 is when that is. They are located at 2038 Falk Road. In North Wilmington. And if you come out tomorrow night to the event, you could win a pair of Eagles Bears tickets courtesy of That Platinum. How about we give you a $25 gift card? Caller number 15. It's yours. 215-263-WMMR. So go ahead and give us a call right now, and we have a chance to win that. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us on this Wednesday morning. What's new? why
8: you ask? Dirty Honey. You know the time has come. So don't miss me
1: when Shine Downs. Mama. Ghost.
9: Is new music more of everything that rocks on 93.3 WNMR
1: hey can I plug my gig on Friday oh saints headed back out on the road <laughs> uh, we're going to be playing at uh, the Broken Where, Goblet where's your sounder Friday night yeah <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's right, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. It's the return of Saint Friday night of the broken goblet and yeah! Ben Salem. <laughs> Eight thirty cool. to eleven thirty, I believe. Yeah, I think it's eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to be home at some camp- time. Can't uh, dude, all are you night. kidding me? If it's before midnight we wrap up, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> happy camper. Do you finish off the last few songs in your robe? <laughs> I should. Just ready to go night-night. Some hot milk. No, one of the things I forgot about being in a band, yeah. and I didn't until we went out and played our first gig, I'm like, oh. The loadout? we got to put all this crap <laughs> yeah, away man. now. Jeez, that's another hour. Just, and, to, just to <laughs> put that crap away. And you've got the worst.
6: You're oh, the idiot. drummer. I know. I have all this stuff. Yes, yeah. oh, so you have a you have a weekend coming up, man. You got Saint on Friday night, and then uh, Laurel House 5K on on Sunday morning. Right? Laurel
1: House, yeah. So Saint on Friday night, Saturday night. Steve and I are, are accepting an award from the Freemasons of Philadelphia, which is hey. <laughs> <laughs> which is a really cool event. <laughs> Then Sunday morning, the Laurel House 5K. Right. You and I are doing that, yeah. Nick. You're not running. It, I'm not but, running, no. And then... He's tracked. I'm
6: going to bring my scooter. And then He's it's s- going to be on your back for <laughs> Sunday night, I am
1: taking my daughter to the 21 Pilot Show. That'll be oh, called. that's oh, amazing. God. Oh, wow. Which is a band that she's obsessed with, so I'm more than happy to do it, but it's on a crazy busy weekend yeah. on a Sunday night. October but. is yeah. jam- I'm looking
3: at this, as with always, tons of charities. There's, a, there's one weekend coming up where I have... Three charities back to back. Yeah. Wow. Hey,
5: press. Yeah. You're not doing the rock for the money, right? You're just doing it for for the rock for the rock, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Then why don't you pay your sons to load you out at the end of the night?
1: That's yeah. a brilliant idea. Honestly, Honestly it is. yeah. If they were old enough to be in a bar, I'd say you're you're on. Oh something. no no
5: no! I mean, it's, get the it's, fake it's, ID. It's the end of the night, <laughs> and <laughs> no, I mean, that's
2: actually how you get them in. That's yeah. what I used to do. I used to carry my cousin's equipment in, and nobody would say anything. to me. Stop today. it. Yep.
1: Uh, you only really have to be eighteen to be like if you're. "Quote unquote working the bar back. Well, yeah. the bar is yeah. still going to be open, so yeah. uh, we're not ending at close. Ah, uh, yeah. So you know, it, says, it does yeah. say
3: Tim's okay. So special musical performance by Saint.
1: Yes, that's cool. <sighs> yeah. So that's uh, that's Friday night Broken Goblin. and this is a, if you want to see us on a cool stage, this is where you want to come to the show. It's in Ben Salem, by the way. There uh,
5: you go. I can't make it there on Friday night because I have to speak at a
1: Catholic school gala. Uh-huh. For uh, our lady of angels, yeah. Do um, you so. need somebody to break down the equipment for you at that? <laughs> yes, My I need somebody to. Peel.
5: Dude, should I wear a tuxedo
3: to that? If you want to look stupid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, All
1: right, just if wear a suit. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to plug the event. <laughs> what are you? Uh... uh, so we are. We so while we we were off for a couple of days, we were off yeah. on Monday and Tuesday. Monday as a uh, union holiday, which we took off, and then we took an extra day of vacation just to have a nice long weekend. Uh, Not all of us did. One of us stayed here. One of us actually came in to work. Kathy Romano was here. And part of a directive that came down from the higher-ups here is we need to clean up this area. Apparently, we've been living like, I don't know. Swine. Swine.
2: Well, apparently, so I didn't know this, and I don't know who the guest was, but apparently we had a guest on, a pretty high-profile guest that commented on how uh messy our studio was and that's where it all what yeah that's where it stemmed from wait I, did I they know.
3: comment after they walk through the hanging down ceiling yeah. tiles yeah. ripped up carpet maybe, s- you maybe. effed up
1: office <laughs> furniture and they, they they said that okay dude our, our office furniture our green room furniture has been deteriorating for years it's held up i kid you not this is not an exaggeration <laughs> it is held together with Dang. duct tape With
2: duct tape. Well, so now with, like, all of the new things that are happening in the new offices across the hall, people are moving in. And so uh, everybody's kind of trying to start fresh and new.
1: Okay. So they put Kathy... Surprisingly enough, in charge of cleaning. (laughs) Well, she was here. They figured, why not set the uh, dogs of war loose while we were gone? And
2: real quick. So um, Robin was in as well. And so when I started to, um, you know, we would do a break and then, you know, I'd come in and start cleaning. And she got so excited that I was cleaning. She was like, "Can, can I help? And I, I was like, well, Robin's yeah. Robin's very thorough. Of course, well, I had no idea, but apparently uh, Pierre loves when she's in because she cleans his air <laughs> studio whenever she she fills in for somebody, so she was very excited to help me. Was
3: Bill Weston overseeing everything because he was rabid to get this done?
2: No, he came in when it was finished. He saw the the final product.
1: Okay. okay. But therein lies the issue of somebody straightens up without your input uh, or, or does it without even... Now, we knew you were going to be doing this, so right. it wasn't a big surprise, but... If people have cleaned up your area, your room, your workspace, whatever it may be, without your knowledge,
2: that can
3: that can piss you off. And if they throw away things. Totally. That and you w- do- yes.
2: And I will say, I didn't throw anything mm. out. So if, if you're missing something or you want to find something, each one of you, uh, except for you, Steve, because you didn't really have a mess, but um, it, there's a box with your stuff in it. So right. uh, if you're looking for something, it is there. Um, and I didn't remove anything from the studio that you need in the studio. Who was
3: the most difficult to clean? Who's whose section?
2: Uh, okay, so Probably mine. No, not really. You you were okay. You have a lot of papers. Um yes. and I didn't throw your papers out because they all have notes on them and I didn't know what the notes were. Um so, buy more paper. So you had like no, you you had a lot of like loosely paper. Um Nick actually had cleaned up ahead of time. So ah. oddly enough, Nick didn't have that much stuff at his space either. Uh Steve, you had a couple of spills that you probably didn't know about. They were like <laughs> under equipment, so uh, I cleaned that up. Didn't um, know that. Casey had the most things and stuff, and um, Marissa, which I don't think she knew because I don't know if she turns her monitors off, but it looked like someone threw up on Marissa's stuff. Like really? there was, Yes. It might have been the spilled coffee, but it was like on the screens. It was like she on the a back of She had a big-time spill last yeah. week.
1: Yeah. And I bet oh. it was from that. Um, it might have been from that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. Drywall so, all over the place. And a lot of times we, when we're aroused, we'll go we'll, yeah. you know, in we'll go. It in ends there. up on the screen. We use her yeah.
1: area.
2: The dust <laughs> situation in here was like out of control in between the monitors like now on that I've known that because was...
1: my view from here I can see uh, a few gaps and I've noticed like loads of dust bunnies in there
2: it was uh, I mean okay. it, it was pretty satisfying cleaning it
1: now I know that as a parent we threaten to do this but have never had to follow through on it which is if you whatever is left on the floor I'm throwing away you know, if you've told yeah. time and time again, clean up, clean up, and they don't do it. Okay, that's anything else. I'm going in and I'm throwing it all away. Parents always say that, and have you, you've never done it. Never actually had to do that. I'm sure some listening have or have had their parents do that for. Where they've gone and thrown like important things to them away just to just to get rid of them. And I'm certain that's happened before. Where's my diabetes medication? (laughs) Screw it out. Uh, (laughs) Let me go to... Actually, yeah. Let me go to uh, Alejandro. who wants to comment on something like that. Alejandro, good morning.
7: Alessandro.
1: Alessandro. Alessandro. All right. What's up, man? Uh, So, my dad does this thing where he'll clean the house. And he's pretty good at, like... He's pretty anal about cleaning the house, I'll be honest. It's
3: disgusting. And he... (laughs) He will...
5: Puts stuff away, and it'll disappear forever.
1: Oh, it'll he disappear. puts it away, and it disappears, or he throws it yeah, away? Yeah, putting away. No,
6: yeah. he claims he doesn't throw it away. But we're pretty sure that whatever he cleans up, he throws away because we'll never be able to find it ever again. I
3: think a lot of times uh, that is the excuse that people will use. They'll say, I, "I put it away," but what they really mean is they threw it away. away. Yeah, and hope that you never follow through on looking for it. Listen, yeah. I
2: definitely do that at home. Oh, it's. I think it's in. A, I put it in a box in the basement, and you you oh, know you threw God, it away. I throw, I throw everything away at home. Wow. Yeah. So,
3: didn't you tell Casey that you put his stuff? No. In a listen, box?
2: I listen. I knew that Casey told me he. He said, "I'm going to be." Angry. Uh, okay. If anything gets thrown away, I specifically did not throw anything. Okay. Casey's I didn't throw anything of anyone's away. It, right. it is all in a box. Even if it was like a loose leaf piece of paper, I did not throw it out.
1: Here's an interesting text. Says we have a coworker we call the Rearranger Ranger <laughs> because she's constantly moving stuff around a common area and throws everything away if it doesn't belong to her. It's infuriating. Well, yeah. If they're throwing stuff away that's not theirs.
3: So let me ask you this dynamic, Preston, because over now in sales, if they have stuff that goes up over the wall of their cubicle, uh, they can actually be beheaded. No, they can actually no. they can get in trouble. So
2: Yeah, they're not allowed to have anything personal hanging.
3: So what if you work in a situation, though, where you are in a cubicle and this is not as austere? My guess is all of this will relax eventually, but right now they just want it to look pristine. Um, and you work and the person's cubicle next to you has all sorts of stuff that sort of
1: comes over into your area. Right, right. I did see, I went back before that, that memo was issued. Yeah. I, I did see a couple of people had taken, uh, face pictures yes. or, or cardboard cutouts of faces and had them like from <laughs> just from the eyes up, nose up <laughs> over their cubicles. Okay. Like Kilroy yeah, was like, here. Yeah. Like Kilroy was here. And it was, it threw me off for a minute cause I thought somebody was, peeking over, looking at me. And, don't uh, you
3: think, I think in a way, listen, I understand both sides of the coin here. I know that you wanted to look professional and so on and so forth. But we are, radio, we are an entertainment deal. And I think there should be a little bit of of personality. Orderly, but not sterile. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Antiseptic. It, you don't want to look like a, like a halfway house.
2: But listen, there the, the stuff that was here, there were so many pint glasses and cups filled with <clears throat> The change, which I I still have your change, Steve. Um, Oh,
3: you can donate that to... uh... Whatever you want. Okay, to. all yeah.
2: right. Um, and then like pens, we we had like nine hundred pens in here. It it just was not necessary, and it looked uh, messy. And we have some uh, organizational items coming, so we have some pen jars that I'm gonna or, uh, you pen know, like jars containers that I'm we gonna use... put over there, so you can put your highlighters and stuff in it.
1: We use the pens as treat for treats for Jackie Bambi
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Jackie. So you can choose. I use them
1: as <laughs> stir sticks. <laughs> <don't you>? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Two
6: toys. What happens? Stir sticks and two toys. Who
5: handwrites thing. anymore? <laughs> what happens? What happened my pen cup that was right here that I use every single day?
2: Uh, your pen cup with 900 pens is in your box.
5: Okay. okay. Where's my box?
2: Uh, under your desk.
5: Okay. Which is in the dumpster? Do I have a desk? <laughs> I don't have a desk. I have yeah, cabinets. Yeah, I have
1: cabinets. I don't have a desk. There should okay. Be an area underneath. Yeah, there. Underneath. under under your. Oh, I
2: thought you had a desk. Yeah. It's, it's <clears throat> under
1: there. Here's yeah. a text that says, "My wife will throw away clothes out in the front yard if I leave them on the floor for over a day. <laughs> yes, a day in the it's in the front day. yard. You'll throw them out of but the to house. The law, steer. Listen, oh I God.
5: I know somebody who got divorced because his wife was such a a, a, a a neat Nazi, and it turned into it was a huge battle every single day, and it was like I mean it was honestly it was like two cars just kind of like. Colliding, you know, colliding, and and revving, and, and who was yeah. gonna who's gonna push and who was gonna <laughs> A move battle of the wills because you know her thing was like you know how much I this annoys me why would you leave socks on the floor and because like, I know it annoys you but and then his thing was like but like it doesn't bother me so like. Uh, and it's just socks, and it was, and then he couldn't take it anymore. I mean, it was like little things like wow. that—socks on the floor, a plate in the sink. A bit, you know what I mean? And then he was like, "Dude, I can't take it anymore. Like, I, I can't be married to this person." So
3: here's the deal: my my wife is up on her floor. You yeah, the third floor because we have we have a um we as with you Preston, we sleep in separate bedrooms. Our schedules are are <laughs> erratic, so um she can have her room the way she wants. I do not like. Clothes on the floor, it drives me out of my mind. Mm. So, uh, you know, even just put it up and put it on on the hamper or whatever, anything, but on the floor, no. Uh, So she, but she can do whatever she wants up there, and I do whatever I want.
1: What was that? uh, We we had a clip of uh, when Bill Weston would see a a a plate in the in the (laughs) sink.
3: (laughs) Oh, it was the record scratch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's a great day here at Beasley. Yeah, Bill would be uh, making his way through the office. Walking down
3: the hallway, everything freshly painted,
4: fresh carpet
1: tiles. And uh, walking by the sink. (laughs) (laughs) It just ends. Ruins his day.
2: You should have seen Bill's face when he came into the studio to see it for the first time. I'm going to
1: have to go spank it.
2: It's the happiest he's ever been with me, I think, in our however many years we've been here at MMR. He was like, it looks great. I mean, if somebody needs a sugar packet, they can just leave the studio and go get it.
3: Kathy, it's no secret that I never really liked you. But today? yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: Totally, 100%.
1: Yeah, his bill doesn't hang on to stuff or have clutter, you know, like a blow dart gun behind his door that's been there for 15 years. I saw him
3: walking yeah. down the hallway with it. With the blow like, dart like, where gun? are you going with that? It's I mean, a cool blow dart gun, though. I have is. to give him
5: that. But, you know, he has walls that he's allowed to hang things up on. I'm, I'm not allowed None to hang. Not anymore. Ha- well, I, I was just in his office. He has a freaking picture of uh, Cole Beasley. In a Dallas Cowboys uh, uh, uniform, yeah. Well, he used to be a wide receiver for the Cowboys. Now he's a receiver for the Bills. But and oh. Bill grew up in Buffalo, right. so he's a Bills fan. But like, I'm like, well, you're allowed to have things on the, but I can't have pictures of my kids on the uh, on this little. But it's
2: not about the pictures of your kids. This is what was explained to me is that it it's hanging on like the the sales area. It can't be in plain view. So I I took Casey's pictures of his family. I obviously did nothing with them, uh, and I put them on the inside of your cabinet. So they're still there. You yeah, can open it. Up.
5: I, and you and you also—it's like a school locker. You put a picture of my oh. of my cat on in, in the in the inside as well.
1: Oh, um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, put
2: a, I want this out in open. A, I found a few things it's uh, a fully that I left nude for everyone. Picture
1: of Sarah Clayton.
3: <laughs> but this is a lot of people don't know that Casey, you rescued Sarah Clayton. I did. Uh,
6: <laughs> oh, by the way, thank you, Kathy, for keeping the uh, the photo of Rockstar Rob <laughs> on <or her new> my <laughs> desk photo. over here. I think it's his right.
1: prom photo. Let me go to some uh, some calls here and people who, who would clean up without your permission. I'm going to go to Mary. Hey, Mary. Good morning. Hey.
10: Good morning. Hey,
1: you're on the air, Mary. Go ahead.
10: So my dad growing up, um basically we called him the terminator. And when he would clean, he would put your things out on his workbench in the garage, which we referred to as death row. If you didn't know that it was missing within two weeks, it was gone. And uh my uncle used to own these sports adventure shops that sold the pool tables. I had like five of those really nice neon lights. That I always wanted to hold on to for when I had a house. Okay. Finally bought the house. They were in storage up in the attic. I went up to get them. They were like 300 bucks a piece. He had thrown them all out. Oh,
4: my God. All (laughs) of them?
10: Yep. All five of them. So
3: let me ask you something. Quick question, Mary. What was his area like? What was his personal space like was it totally organized or did oh, he absolutely okay because absolutely. i don't
10: he was I... in the military <laughs>
3: all right well then oh, it makes sense i okay. hate the hypocrisy though when someone's all worried about
10: your crap
1: right. and
3: their area is is a
1: mess i love no, that I, I... Couldn't,
10: I couldn't accuse him of that all
1: right <laughs> i love the name death row though death yeah. row. they put it if it's on there for a certain amount of time it's gone
3: the worst is my, my my dad so my dad wasn't t- totally organized but one time we had a uh a garage sale, and I mean, he—I don't know. It's—it's it's like when a gambler finds out they're a gambling addict. So he, Preston, I had just gotten a a, a an archery bow like a week before.
4: Yeah, he sold
2: it. No, <laughs> he Stop. sold it. Oh my god. Oh yeah. What? If, if Jace doesn't play with something for like a week, it's it's going. Yeah, it's oh out. God. Going
6: where? How? Where does it go? Uh, Trash. No, I heaven. Mean,
2: well, it depends on... Yeah, it, it
4: goes, goes with
3: to other toys to, toys to a heaven. farm and runs around with other toys.
2: It depends. Like, I'll pass it down, or if it's trashed, it gets thrown out. Okay. Yeah.
1: Here's a uh, text from Dawn. in uh, Voorhees says, I've done it twice. Told my son if he didn't clean up his toys in his room, I was going to give him give him to somebody who appreciates them. Give him a full week with constant reminders. End of week. It was worse. So I made him uh, help me pick it all up. The large plastic toy box. And then I made him help me carry it into the car and take it to Goodwill and he oh. tried to act all cool thinking I wouldn't follow through but I did wow Man, so sometimes you'll do it
2: we call my cousin the psycho cleaner upper because the kids would play when when his kids were little and like as they were playing he was cleaning up behind them so so they used to call their dad psycho cleaner upper so
3: wow. i'm you know me i so i'm i'm I like a little bit of organization. I mean, I, I, I like things at square <laughs> angles. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's an OCD thing, so I, I can understand a little bit of that. But uh, I, I like things. I like things organized, you know. But I'm not. I'm not crazy. Some people are just. They're not even living. They're so actively cleaning that they're not just relaxing. Romano. It's just too much.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna go to Donnie. Donnie, good morning. Hey
5: guys, Gadzooks.
1: Gadzooks, what's up, buddy?
5: Uh, when I was, like, 14, I think, uh, my dad gave me the ultimatum of uh, clean up your room or I'm coming through with a trash
1: bag. Okay. Uh, I, br- I went in. I cleaned everything up. I had two game systems up there with, like, a small TV, uh, a, a uh, GameCube and a three uh, N64. Yeah. I had tucked them both under my desk, but they were still on the floor.
9: Oh, no. They both got put in the trash. He Dude. threw out a
3: GameCube? You should have slit his throat. <laughs> most most game systems are on the floor. Yeah. Well yes. I mean also if it's something that you so so he just threw them away, didn't even ask you. Yep. Did he pay wow. for those? Yep.
5: Oh
1: wow. Okay, He's so I right. knew what he was
5: doing. You're not my father. <laughs> <laughs> See that's the problem with some of the stuff when I threaten to throw hey, things sonny. away that my children have. Like I I bought that. Right. And and I'm gonna most likely, have to buy another one if I if I throw it away. But you have to make the stand, right? Yeah, honestly,
3: uh, so and, you know, and if honestly, they're bad. If you stop and think about it, that's <laughs> on the floor.
5: Well, yeah, you're right. you furniture. I have, as uh, you know, as I, I've been a parent for a little while now, I'm almost 14 years, and what I have found out is that if I make threats. That I have to really follow through on them. Yeah. And I, I can only really make threats that I'm comfortable following through yeah, on. Yeah. yeah.
1: You no, know what I mean? I so, Yep. Uh, let me go to Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, good morning. Folks. Rock. Hey, hey you. Hey. What's up, bud? <laughs> so, my brother <laughs> needs my mom to go to his house because some furniture was being delivered and somebody needed to be there uh, while he was at work to receive the furniture.
10: So, her being the kind soul she is, Decided to clean up his house a little bit for him. He's single and childless, and uh,
7: uh,
10: was uh, didn't keep his house in the best of the neatest of conditions.
7: So while she's cleaning up, she picks up a bottle that she thought was empty, but there was some liquid in it. So it slipped out of her hands when she picked it up. It hits the table, and
1: on the dining room table, it spilled on and ruined a personalized autograph picture uh, from Tony Bennett. From Tony Bennett. Uh, he had an autograph
3: picture of Tony Bennett. Dear Sandra, that was the best hand job I ever had. <laughs> oh, God.
4: Oh, oh my! God. Wow! <laughs> took the wow. Right? Very personal. Yeah.
5: Wow! <laughs> I left
3: my heart in San Francisco, but I left something else on your couch. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> so he she was trying to help out. He doing a nice like thing, and, and uh, without his permission, was cleaning up and ended up ruining an a multi
5: picture that was laying on his head. Uh, wow, a-
3: man. Oh, oh, my oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Terrible. He shows you that the pitfalls are
1: cleaning up.
5: Oh, yeah. my God.
1: Thank <laughs> you, Gary. So he left his heart in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's yeah.
5: something else on your
1: couch. Mm-hmm. Do you
5: think um, they had OCD
3: People back in, like, the caveman days? I think they did. I think there was uh, certain people who would straighten up the cave a little too <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah,
5: the caves were. When everything Beautiful. was dirt.
3: What I'll tell you about this boulder? Yeah.
1: What I'll tell you about boulder? What happened to rock?
6: <laughs> you never really stopped dusting. No. No. And that's all it was back then <laughs> was dust. Yeah. Therein that's on it. On therein, right therein, therein lies the problem. <laughs>
1: dust would be considered property <laughs> <laughs> at that point. Wow. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna oh wow. Okay, let's go to Jay. Hi, Jay. Good morning. You guys rock.
6: Thanks, oh. man. What's up, bud? So this is going back into the eighties. Remember the top sticker books you used uh, to have to collect? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well I had
5: just completed my very first one. I was probably young. And uh my mom uh told me that need my room cleaned, so I did not. Huh. Oh she ripped the book in half
6: oh my god it
5: it oh. yeah <laughs> yeah
6: all that work damn it
1: wow yeah. so now was it it was laying out and it was not supposed to be out is yep. that
5: <sighs> yep, it was
3: on the floor of my room
1: oof you should have See, marched was- into
3: her room and tear up her picture of Tony Bennett.
1: <laughs> um, but it, listen, but if here's the deal, and and if if you've been told multiple times, I'm not saying that's necessarily Jay's case, but if you've been told as a kid multiple times you got to clean this up, you got to clean this up, you got to clean this up, and they don't. If you don't clean it up and throwing it away, then you got to make good on that.
2: But Be- something that was like meant something to a child, or they worked hard on, like I would never destroy that or throw. But that
3: but out. to Preston's point, though, if you've gone to great lengths and given every out possible. If you don't follow through then right with you with Jason. Yeah, listen, you I would have cl- to have a point at which they realize there is a there is an inevitable consequence to ignoring this.
2: Sure, but I would never destroy something that he worked that's on. Why, I mean, that's something that, that we right. teach him, is you don't, you, know, you don't touch other people's work, you don't, right. you don't mess other people's work.
5: Yeah. Um, um, you don't <laughs> tug on Superman's cape. But that's exactly, so don't make that threat, you know, don't, because right. again,
1: you have to follow through on that threat. Uh, here's a text, says, uh, we call the cleaning lady at our office the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> when she dusts our cubicles, all of our stuff is knocked around and rearranged and she also knocks our headsets off their chargers so we can't have meetings in the mornings because the juices drain from them. Uh, people don't bother bringing in many decorations or personal items. I walk into work and it's oh man, I got NATO'd.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Once every uh. two weeks, Preston, we have a woman come by the house and does the the, the, the clean. You yeah, know, the stuff that and um, we have a weekly clean, yeah, right? So house. so she she comes by and she is so good. Like if there was a penny on the floor in the corner, she will put like pack. dust on it and put it back. Like. I mean, that level that's of good. precision, it's really Oh, good.
2: ours gets, everything is put away in a drawer. There's a movie, and I can't remember what it is, but like the woman finds the hairbrush in the kitchen in with the, you know, the eating utensils because the cleaning ladies just put everything just throw away. throw
1: it somewhere. That's yeah. like
2: mine. Everything is put away in a okay. drawer, so you have to go searching for whatever you're missing.
1: Well, that's what we're doing around here. Because Kathy came through, did a little clean we job. Got NATO'd. Was
2: this yesterday? Uh, it was Monday and Tuesday. It took two days. Someone monoed,
1: yeah. Someone needs to take a
3: picture of the uh, wild floor tile design or the carpet tile. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh... that's a thing.
1: I had
2: nothing to do with the carpet design in our new green room. Yeah,
1: they ran out of uh, carpet tiles they were using in our green room, so they just grabbed some spare ones from somewhere else.
2: So like three quarters of the room. is... I'm
1: hoping they're going to change that, right?
2: I, Chuck thinks that that's just a temporary solution. Okay, I, think I it really is. hope so. It's, it's
1: like a little trail, but right. I really want to know really who is. this
5: high profile celebrity was that came in. And, and I, I don't know. I'm
2: yeah. curious I have about no that idea. too. Yeah, yeah I'm I don't quite
1: know. curious about that. All right. Anyhow, we have a new pristine, clean office. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, but we do need to take a break. We're going uh, on Fox Good Day this morning. So yes, we need to do that and come back and do the bizarre file. Uh, We also have a few other guests. Danica Patrick's going to be on the program. Rob Hyman of the Hooters is stopping by with Pierre uh, at the end of the program to talk about this uh, very cool Walk of Fame ceremony that's on the way. So we'll take a quick break. We'll give away a $25 gift card uh, for Stanley's Tavern, who are hosting the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle tomorrow night. Brent Porsche will be there. Call number 16 at 215 263 WMMR. We'll set you up with it. Don't forget, they're at 2038 Falk Road, North Wilmington. We'll be right back.
5: Marissa Magnata tonight from 5:30 to 7:30 for Oktoberfest at Dilworth Park. Open to guests of all ages, enjoy live music, activities, and seasonal fare. Visit DelworthPark.org for details. Join Jackson tomorrow morning from nine to eleven for the fourteenth annual tent sale at Quadratech in Westchester, with interactive Jeep displays from top industry vendors, the latest gear, and special pricing and open box deals on Jeep parts and accessories. Details at Quadratech.com. Tomorrow night at ten, Jackie Bam Bam hosts the Vampire, Sex, and Ghosts Haunted Tour through Old City. From Grim Philly, rated the number one ghost tour in Philly by TripAdvisor. Info and tickets at GrimPhilly.com.
6: 93.3 WMMR.
1: Everything and everywhere that rocks. Pressing the stage show on this Wednesday morning. Going live on Fox Good Day in about 15 seconds, but uh, just heads up on uh, the weather. We're going to get rain today. Starting around lunchtime, and then later on tonight it's going to get heavy. Very uh, big storms coming. They say the evening rush is going to be very right, problematic. Stream, uh, St-
7: who's stream? <laughs> <Strieve. laughs> it's
10: a new name.
1: He's a Swedish guy that just joined the show.
10: <laughs> Hello, stream.
7: Hey, I'm stream. <laughs> okay, well, let's call a, a guy talk here. There's certain rules that we all have unspoken. A lot of them. What is it like, man
10: law or bro code? Bro, code, bro code. When you go
7: into a uh, public urinal area. You do not look or talk to the man next to you at the uh, uh, at the urinal. No, like
3: you Preston. just give a, a shoulder massage is what I do. Right, <laughs> like Preston? Yeah, always. When I'm when I'm when I'm uh, going, Preston will come up behind and just massage sure. my shoulders. Oh my goodness!
2: Mm-hmm. You really can't talk? Like you just don't? Can uh, you talk but not look?
1: Well, don't look down. If uh, if you don't know, and now it depends. At a sporting event, sometimes you'll talk to the guy next. Yeah, year. yeah. About well, yeah, about what's going on at the game or whatever. So if you're uh-huh. in a packed bathroom like that, sometimes guys will talk while they're doing their business. Uh, but and and if you know the person, I don't. It's okay. We do it here at well, work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, but, like but like a stranger. nod. But to a stranger, no. Mm-mm. Or, or you okay. just you, you kind of nod the nod that says I'm I'm sexually fluid.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh-huh. Do you ever put your beer up on the urinal while you pee? There are two <sighs> spots. You can either do it right on the porcelain or you can do it on the hardware. Uh, sometimes you can balance it. I prefer to put it up on the hardware where it kind of leans against the wall a little bit. But yes, I will do that.
3: I will put my steak up on the uh, yep. up on the. Steve not I drink, I don't drink so I'll steak. put my London Broil right on top of the urine. Without a plate, wow! There. there are some places though that have, have you, as you've seen, have little cup holders that yeah. are the, the the forward thinking or a shelf above it. A shelf, which yeah, that's really. Cool.
7: It's it's not. Back in the day, there were some restaurants, I think, in Rittenhouse Square that had newspapers you
1: could read while you peed. Oh, really? There's. There's uh, actually, sometimes there's TV monitors yeah. and TV things monitors. like that. But yeah. how about, hey, Mike, how about the old trough days? How fun were those? Oh, mm. yes. Well, we had those uh, at my school. With ice
3: in it. Mike, you, I don't know if you remember, with P- ice. Penn Station used to have a circular There was a Home Depot tr- tr- I used to go troughs. to that had one So that it was a communal urination. No. You're all facing each other. You're all each facing other. each <laughs> other like <laughs> some, <laughs> bizarre, yep. some bizarre urine hoedown. woo mm-hmm. <laughs> Woohoo! Some it's kind like, of circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
10: Well, how do you not talk when you're looking at somebody, then?
3: Well, I think I tend to (laughs) sing. (laughs) (laughs) Moon River! Oh, my God. Well, the acoustics in the bathroom are good. yeah.
7: Yeah. All right guys. We'll see you oh we're done
2: now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, we're done. That, was that was one instead of the best hits ever with them. <laughs> instead uh... of talking about unsaid rules,
1: we spent the entire talking about time talking, talking about peeing. How fun is that? Now wow. you're
5: in our house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just a weird design. A circular
4: urinal?
3: Yeah. Yep. It was in Casey it was at Penn Station, which was obviously tremendously trafficked. Yeah. And hey.
1: people were in and you you're you're looking across at some dude whizzing steve did it have a a foot bar basically at the bottom where you you would you would hit it and the water would come out and and flush the whole thing out yeah i know Uh uh, yeah i know what you're talking about
2: i have an ongoing dream that i have every couple of months that i go into a public restroom and there are no doors on the stalls and Mm. i have to and it like similar to you know a a men's bathroom where you would use the urinal and i have to go to the bathroom and it's like oh my (laughs) god i know for whatever reason it's like a nightmare when
1: i was in junior high our stalls did not have doors on them. Like, and okay. it, was, it was to deter like smoking yes. or whatever right. that
3: may be. They took them off. They thought it was a smart move. I, number wasn't.
1: one, I don't like taking a dump in a public bathroom in the first place. Yeah. There's no way. If, if I had raging diarrhea, I never would have done that. Dude. I would have, I, gone, I would have found a closet somewhere. <laughs> That, and and yeah. now now
3: I now I, I used it. to have that same thing and now I'll I'll do it on the way to the bathroom right I I, I, I it doesn't matter but I mean yes there are certain things I'm always reminded Preston of that uh, the bathroom scene in uh, Full Metal Jacket the oh my god like, are to- no way to- toilets with no divider. that's my nightmare but I mean that's that's done for a purpose
5: <laughs> yeah to make you you know break them down break right? them down yep yeah mm-hmm. see I actually um it would be the, the the wiping process that I would probably. Th- Feel the well,
3: moment. you have to be comfortable with the person you asked to do it.
2: <laughs> can you wipe me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm
3: sorry, I can't quite reach this. Can you, uh, you have big hand hands. I'm I,
5: wiping. I, I feel like at junior high that not having any doors on the, that's like child abuse, man. That's like mental yeah. child abuse. It I, sucked.
1: I, that's terrible. But and, and I can safely say I never saw one person ever using those. Oh, yeah. I bought my own door. Yeah, I (laughs) wouldn't. Yeah, it's a way to do it. I just go to the bathroom with the door under my arm. Or you just have like some parchment paper, you know? and You just (laughs) just roll it out and stick it over the door.
5: I had a kid kick the door open on me in high school. It was like uh, I was in there doing my business, traumatized, and like so. These two guys came in. I hear one of them say something like, "Oh, it smells like S in here." And then they come down, and I—that's odd in the
1: bathroom. Yeah, Yeah, I know. This is
5: weird. I'm, like, all the way down at the, the, the far end, yeah. as far as a, for, a, from the door as possible. And it, it smells like gas in here. And then goes, boom, kicks the door open. I'm like, hey, does it
4: smell that bad? <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, my God. Nightmares, Preston. Okay. <laughs> Nightmares.
1: <imagine>. All
4: right.
5: <laughs> wow. Anyway. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, they're not going to laugh at you. You know what we didn't do? I'm sorry to uh, change things up, but we didn't get traffic. So let's do that now, and then we can get to the Bizarre Files. This would not weird enough. Kathy, what's going on this morning?
2: In Princeton, we've got uh, an accident here. So Route 1 northbound between Washington Road and Harrison Street. Uh, Two left lanes are blocked. It's really causing jam traffic. They're uh, pretty much stopped at this point. 295 northbound at Route 130. An accident just cleared from there. 73 both directions at Jackson Road. Road construction uh, in the right lane. They're saying now until 5 p.m. Uh, on 42 northbound. Your jam Coles Road to 295, 55 northbound. Heavy 47 to 42. Heading over the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound. That's jam the toll plaza to 8th and Vine on the Schuylkill eastbound. It's heavy 202 into Belmont. The Boulevard to South Street westbound. Pachyunk to 30th. The Boulevard to Belmont. The Blue Road out to 202. The Vine westbound. Heavy 95 to the Schuylkill. Uh, On the Blue Road northbound. Your jam 95 to Route 1 southbound. Broomall to Media 95 southbound. Heavy Cutman through to Girard. On the northbound side, uh, we are backing up from Chichester Ave to 320 and then uh, from Island Ave to Broad Street, the Walt Whitman Bridge to the Vine Expressway. This traffic report brought to you by Dodge with Dodge Power Dollars. For every horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle purchase, you'll get $10 off. Feeling out in a Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye, you just got $7,970 off. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR.
0: WMR WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre final.
1: Brought to you this morning by the Bates Motel. The Bates Motel in Glen Mills is the number one rated haunted attraction in America. <clears throat> it is designed to scare you and it will. Get discount coupons at participating Dunkin' Donuts and uh, all those locations and uh, the BatesMotel.com as well. This is a really wild but man Dutch police found a father and six adult children <sighs> hidden in the basement of a remote farmhouse where they reportedly spent years waiting for the end of time. wow. They discovered a man believed to be the father of the family and his children aged between 18 and 25 near the village of Runerworld. Uh The family were found after one of the sons went to a nearby pub in a confused state, drank five beers, and then asked for help saying that he had not been outside for nine years
3: so this uh reminded me of like 10 cloverfield lane yeah. and, and all those kimmy schmidt <laughs> yeah where they just they and they think the world around them basically is ended
1: police arrested a 58 year old man at the scene for failing to cooperate with the investigation but he was not the father police investigated after receiving a tip-off from somebody who was in con- who was concerned about the people's living conditions and discovered the adults according to the mayor of the town they lived uh an isolated lifestyle he said They've been living on the homestead for the past nine years and several of the children had not been taken up in the birthing register or officially registered. Many questions were unanswered and police are investigating all scenarios. The family, meanwhile, had been taken to a nearby holiday park while the investigation continued. A local news station said the family had been living in the basement for years, waiting for the end of times. Some of those freed had no idea. That other people existed. Had no idea. Oh they thought they were the only people on earth. Uh, police were alerted after a man, um, had believed to be the family's oldest son, walked into the village bar on Sunday evening. He was disheveled, unwashed, and wearing old clothes. Said he had not been outside for the past nine years. The bar owner, Chris Westerbeek, said that he had... Uh, he said that he had never been to school and seemed very confused, and he spoke in a childish way. Where are the hookers? Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> this is <the> first question. <laughs> the man told Westerbeek that he ran away from home and urgently needed help. Upon investigation, police discovered a hidden staircase behind a cupboard oh. leading to a cellar where a man said to be the family's father and five others believed to be his children were hiding. Aerial photos showed a remote farmhouse surrounded by fields. The family had no contact with the outside world and were completely self-reliant with a vegetable garden and a goat. Uh, The father, We have a goat. The father had a (laughs) stroke a few years ago and was lying in bed. There was no sign of his wife. Uh, Neighbors told the station that they did not know the family and they only knew that one man lived on the premises. So I am very interested to see more of the details on this story. What a brutal thing to do to the kids. Oh, my God, yes. Inhuman. Three employees at a North Carolina, speaking of inhuman, yeah, uh, a North Carolina assisted living facility were arrested after police said they ran a fight club with elderly oh, residents on. with dementia, battling what? it out against each other. Yeah, these are insane people. The woman, uh, the women, were accused in court documents of watching, filming, and even encouraging a fight between a 70-year-old woman and a 73-year-old woman at the Danby House assisted living and memory care facility in Winston Salem. Marilyn Marilyn Ladish McKee, uh, Tanisha Yvonne Tyson, and Tanisha Deshawn Jordan were each charged with assaulting disabled persons. Police announced their arrest Friday following an investigation into a June complaint of elder abuse in the facility. During the filming of the fight, one of the combatants was heard yelling, Let go, help me, help me, let go, as McKay, Tyson, and Jordan continued to watch. At some point, one of the staffers told the resident to stop screaming, bitch. Uh, Damby House says. That's the kind
3: st- of care you want for your grandparents.
1: <clears throat> in a statement, that uh, McKay, Tyson, and Jordan were fi- fired in June when managers were alerted to the situation. Well, they're they're going to prison. Mm. They should go to prison for that. We'll see what happens. At Happy Acres, all of our elder fights use boxing gloves. A woman from Naples reportedly had her arm and foot severed when she was hit by an airplane propeller on Saturday. Oh. oh. I'll have to get you a better story after all this. Yeah. Uh, The sheriff's office said it happened at Key West International Airport. Initial reports indicate the pilot and female passenger were preparing to taxi in a private plane when the plane wouldn't move or was having some kind of unknown mechanical issue. Sheriff's office said the pilot exited the airplane while it was still running to see if the blocks that kept it stationary on the tarmac were still in place. The passenger also got out and they walked to the front of the airplane where she was hit by the propeller.
3: There was a similar story years ago. I watched a, a documentary on this woman. She was a model, got out at night of yeah. a plane and walked into the property. Do you remember that? I do remember oh, that story, man.
1: yeah. A crew with the Key West Fire Department transported her woman to the medical center. She was in airlifted to Miami. Her condition on Sunday was not immediately available, although authorities say it's not clear what issues the pilot was having when the accident happened.
5: It, it always made me feel uneasy when I would see people, because I, I don't know if this is still the case, but you would have to... Move the propeller yourself with your hand to to get it started. I think that's on older
3: aircraft. Yeah. I think
5: now you don't have to do
3: that. It's like
1: uh, it's akin, Casey, to uh, kick-starting a motorcycle. Yeah. It's the same thing. I don't don't like it. All right. And then one last story, a little bit better. Uh, For most people, well, I mean, somebody did die in this story, but anyhow. But they were smiling. Uh, Well, no, they had some fun, believe it or not. Okay. For most people, funerals are no joking matter, a time of grief, but there are those who believe that funerals should be a time of celebration ...of laughter through tears, and at times, those who have such beliefs are, in fact, the people who have passed. One video has recently gone viral, and it features footage from a funeral of an Irishman. As family and friends gather around the casket, lowered into the open grave, suddenly a voice comes out of nowhere and and proclaims, Hello? Followed by a loud banging seemingly coming out of the casket. The guy who died, his name was Shea, his wife, Anna Bradley... Responded by saying that the actual recording was done in one take over a year before the funeral, so he must have been terminal. Oh. And she said, "My son told me about the recording the day before his funeral and revealed, explaining that the closest family was the were the only ones aware of the recording." So as the music of bagpipes fades into the distance, the voice continues saying, "Let me out! It's dark in here." <laughs> and at first, people seem to be confused as to what's happening, but soon laughter starts to take over. And the video was originally shared by Andrea Bradley, who is the daughter of the late man Shay Bradley. Uh, She uploaded the video to Facebook with a message saying, My dad's dying wish, always the prankster, and you got him good, Papa Bear. And he gave us all a laugh just when we needed it. I will love you forever. When did you put the recorder in there? Oh, I didn't. Uh, So it was... yeah, I, saw, I watched the video yeah, of it. It's, it's a yeah. little weird. It is
3: weird, but it's fun.
1: But he apparently was known as, as a guy prankster, yeah. who, who pulled pranks. So it was in his, uh, you know, it, it would have been something he would have done. That's uh, the way he wanted it. Yep. So she said uh, Shay was a prankster, always thought outside the box, and wanted to leave the family laughing. Uh, so there you go. That's what I have for you in nice. the file this morning. Don't forget, secret text word chance for you to uh, win some tickets to Sebastian Maniscalco. They'll be in town in June at the Borgata. It's uh, June 21st. Uh, tickets are on sale now at theborgata.com. But text word to secret two three We'll see if you can win a little bit later on. We'll do some more giveaways in a bit, not just yet, uh, with our friends from uh, Stanley's Tavern who are here from North Wilmington. Uh, they brought in some wings and ribs. Good and, stuff. Uh, cornbread. Cornbread. We mm, love it. So we'll make sure we have your chance. And by the way, they, were known to have, they are known to have the best rack in town. Ah, best ribs for the past fourteen years by Delaware Today Music, so or, or Today Music, Today Magazine. Uh, but they've been around since nineteen thirty-five. I'm sure they have great music. Yeah. They probably Don't do. You think so? I play the oboe, but I know good ribs when I eat them. <laughs> we'll take a break and be back in a little bit. Danica Patrick's going to be on the show. Members here to talk about the Philadelphia Film Festival. Rob Hyman from the Hooters and more. We'll be right back. Love it, Lamar. Buy some gear.
0: Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy.
3: Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer's ready-for-love diamond engagement rings are ready to go. (laughs) Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com
0: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Uh, I had a chance to go visit my uh, dad in Kentucky over the weekend. That's right. I didn't ask about that. Well, but that's not the only place that I went to. I also uh, decided while I'm roaming about the country, why not swing by Virginia and pop into the Just Saying Institute? So I went there in person to uh, pick up some new reports and (laughs) uh, just see what uh, the guys have been working on. Situated over 200
3: acres in Virginia. Virginia or West Virginia? Which was it West Virginia? I think it was West Virginia. West Virginia. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It doesn't really exist, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the just say an institute provides critical information to morning shows around the world, but really just
1: one because we're the ones that made it up. Uh, the men and women work very hard there at the. Uh, <laughs> oh my the god! Institute. Tirelessly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I found that uh, there's new information done by a survey that says that the average American. Hasn't made a new friend in five years.
3: The ah, average okay. American hasn't made a new friend in five years.
1: That is correct. But, uh, now, la-
3: now j- last week, the Josaine Institute had information about how many friends on average we have, right? right. With women having substantially more yes. friends than men.
1: Uh, in the poll, 45% of adults said that they find it hard to make new friends with reasons, including 42% saying it's... Because they are introverted or shy, right? which is the most amount, which is interesting. Uh, one third saying it's because they don't like the bar scene. And another one third. Wait, they don't
2: make friends because they don't like the bar scene.
1: I guess that's part of it. I right? guess it's the only place you can make, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> make make friends is while you're lit up at a bar. And another one third feeling that uh, everyone else's circle of friends has already formed, making it harder to join the group.
5: Ah, see, I, I agree with that. However, <clears throat> I have made new friends in in the past five years. But that's a direct result of my kids being in school, and I think that happens a lot. So are you making friends with, like, nine-year-olds? No, <laughs> with, with, with the nine-year-old's parents. parents. Oh, okay, I got it. Right. Um,
1: yeah. How about this dynamic? Yeah. Your, your kids, one of your kids is, has a good friend. Mm-hmm. You become friends with their mom and dad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden your kids, they're not friends at some Ooh. point. They, they separate as happens throughout school. It, sure. it can either happen abruptly or slowly. Yeah. And then you find out you're not socializing with those parents anymore. That's uh, happened to us before. Cut them yes. off. There, there were people that I thought we were pretty good friends with. And then one of our one of our kids is no longer friends with one of their kids, and they... There's a fadeaway that happens.
2: So I was just going to say. I think it fades away. So I remember specifically a friend that I had. And, uh, I mean, we always remained friends, but we weren't best friends. I mean, we were constantly together, you know, all the time. Because of the kids. And then um, as we, you know, grew older, we kind of went in different directions. We always remained friendly, but we weren't as good of friends. And I remember her parents um, still coming over to my parents' house for, like, they would do Friday night, like game night and things ah. like that. And so they would still come over and hang out. And, you know, in the past, the two of us would then go out, but it moved past that, and she wasn't coming over. But but eventually, that friendship faded away.
1: Yeah, no, ours was, uh, one of our sons was really good friends with this other kid. They would hang out, spend the nights, blah, blah, You know, we spent a lot of time, so we ended up hanging out with the mom and dad. And then, Was it a good time when you hung out with the mom and dad? Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then, uh, then their personalities just differed. They went off on different tracks, and, you know, we'd get in touch and not hear back from yeah. them. And Did yeah. you like,
3: plead with your son?
1: <laughs> don't let this go
7: <laughs>
2: we like these
1: people yeah, it was weird. you're
2: tearing us apart i tell yeah. you what though it but is it happens it, yeah. it, it's nice when uh your child has a friend and then and you actually get along with the parents yeah like it's yeah it,
1: yeah
6: sure
2: it's a nice thing
6: so that dynamic happens and then one happens for me and I, it probably has happened for marissa as well because uh, we're, we have boyfriends and girlfriends, and you yeah. guys have been in established relationships for a long period of time. So I've been dating my girlfriend for about three and a half years. Marissa's been dating her boyfriend for, what, I guess, two or so. And I have made friends through my girlfriend that I probably wouldn't have... They never would have come into my life if not for her at okay. what point
5: at what point do you consider your girlfriend's friends your friends? That's
6: a really good question, and I don't know, and I don't know what it says about me if I'm old and stodgy or whatever but i'm I'm hesitant to yeah, do it because I have my established friends like and and it's like they're nice people, of course, I would want to be friends with them. But it, I, it, it's a slow uh, transition into actually being friends with me. Well, when you go out with it, I'm sure you let them know you're, you're kind of on borrowed. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the clock's ticking. This You've got to do something. Last.
5: Do something dazzling. I might, I might start inking you in. But for now, it's, yeah. pen, it's pencil city. <laughs> right. I mean, I literally have to like stop myself when I when I talk about my friend's wife because she's my friend, of course. So, so I got to stop referring to Jeff's wife as. as you know,
1: my friend's wife.
5: Like, but it's habit. I have literally known her and been friends with her <laughs> since 1994.
1: You're, right. her okay? friends now. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, she's still referred to as Jeff's wife Jeff's, or my friend's wife. My friend's wife. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. no. She's, my, she's your friend, too. <laughs> she's totally my friend. Like a great friend. All right, additionally, 29% cite family commitments for reasons that they can't make new friends. Right. 28% uh, not having hobbies that lend themselves to making friends. Like Scrimshaw. Yeah, and 21% name moving uh, to a new city. Uh, Looking at friends we do have, the survey said that the average adult has 16 current active friendships. Oh, okay. Of those, three are considered friends for life, uh-huh. five are worthy of hanging out together one-on-one, and eight are generally well-liked, but not enough to hang out with them in person have that you, often. Have
3: you made some new friends over the past couple of years? Yeah. Yeah, I have as well. Actually, yes. Yeah. Um, and One uh, or two, but that's about that's it. That's about it. Who's yeah. your
5: newest friend, do you think? That's this guy who
3: I uh, picked up at a bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you have
1: an autograph picture of Tony Bennett? <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is Dr. Handy. Mike your newest friend? Well, Dr. John? Mike is, I consider him like my bestie, you know, yeah. because he's, I mean, you know, we, we, we are goofy on, the, on so
5: many different levels. Right. And, but that gets new. me. He gets that's, that's new. So yeah. yes. Yeah. So Dr. Mike. He might be your newest friend. Yeah. I, I kind of about was... that guy seeing his wife, you know,
3: Rico
1: Suave.
4: Rico <laughs> Suave. Rico Suave. Yeah,
3: yeah Mike is uh, is is in a class by himself. But yeah. I I have I have friends obviously and I'm I'm building some new friendships, but uh Mike <laughs> is in the Pantheon. Right.
5: Here you Do go. And that? I
3: don't want her spending my money with some young buck named
4: Rico <laughs> Suave. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I went into a little bit of a funk. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a self-assessing funk mm. uh, because...
6: Uh, That's a good band name, by the way. Self- 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 self-assessing.
3: I'm writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most depressing funk band on the planet. <laughs>
6: Seriously.
1: Are <laughs>
4: <laughs> you really
1: ready for a good time A you? bit of You're a
3: really ready to look with inside yourself and see your personal faults? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am.
5: All right.
1: Let's get started.
5: All right. Thought uh, maybe...
1: I'm with you, Case. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, oh,
5: sorry. <laughs> no that, like, maybe I'm not that, like, uh, that likable. Uh, because, like, my... You, you are! Know, but, like, my friends, my, my closest, like, longest friends, like, don't call me to, like, do anything anymore. Oh, and then yeah. when I ask them to do things, they're like, no. And I'm like, well, geez, He's You were talking about this the other day. Yeah. I remember. And yeah. then guess what? This past weekend... Like, my longest friends, the guys that I've, like, been friends with since kindergarten, they had their annual golf tournament on Saturday, and I found out about it on Sunday.
2: And you weren't invited? I wasn't invited! Oh my, they, I wasn't invited! They don't like you. Right? Yeah.
5: So, like, I'm like, all right, well, maybe I just got to go
1: and reexamine myself. and, and um, You are one of the most likable persons I've ever met. I don't know. Check the text message board, Preston. There's oh, little... shut the text message. can suck this, man. You know? But I was like, you, oh, you, if, if you take your cues from text and Twitter, <laughs> you, yeah.
3: don't don't do that. I'll tell you this. You are eminently. I consider you a great friend. Thank you. And and uh, you do have many loyal, wonderful attributes. But sometimes people go, you know, they they, they that's the essence of, or, or, of or, life. Of it, life. It's just, and I gave, gave Casey a little bit that of that advice.
2: I said, don't be the person who says you didn't invite me. Why didn't you invite me?
3: Right. I saw I saw a Casey, relationship close to me that was really good go completely south because of that attitude. Yeah. And yeah. and honestly instead of just saying it, it you have these friends that are there don't hold it up to that light and and evaluate it that way. They're still friends. They just not may not be the way you've been accustomed to having them
5: as friends.
1: Casey says it jokingly,
5: but
3: it kind of No, it mean, no, no listen. No, mean, there is what, truth
5: in jest. What, there is because you know what I have become is a guy that can get things, right? So, like, if this person who won't call me to do A doesn't hesitate to call me to see if I can get him concert tickets... Like, that's a little bit upsetting
1: and a little bit hurtful, don't you think? Yes. Do, if you if you're, okay. feel
3: you're being used, that's something you need to
6: relate to. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's not a true friend. You're like no. Red
1: in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
6: Right? Also, Casey,
2: when, when they have asked you to do things, are you busy and you can't go a lot? Um, do you
5: have excuses for when they ask you to go out to things? I, I can't tell you the last time I've been asked to do something.
2: Like, I just... With said... People. I mean, there's like a few people that we've uh, like that we just don't ask to do anything because we know th- either they don't want to go or they're just We've tried
1: a few times. Yeah, and, 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 like,
2: okay. and they're out. So it's like, OK, yeah. now they're just not on the group. And text, to that point, Bethany
3: that has. To, so, f- yes, I, I, like I will fall into that realm and that and that I, I'm more of a homebody. Yeah, also, if, if people are going out to a drinking thing or a thing, that's where not you. it's not yeah. me. Yeah, and and, not and I, wa- I, I don't want you to be. To feel like I'm there, and it's I'm not having a good like. I learned that with with my wife. She'll go out and she'll not, you know, she'll go out and drink and have. You know, she's getting torn up, tear, or whatever. It, up. tear mm. it up. I want to
0: sleep with other guys.
3: No, but the um, <laughs> but but it's it's she can go have a better time if I'm not there for those right, things, right? And those are you know that's a a different level of
1: friendship. Marissa's wanting to jump in here.
4: Yeah, case I think this is like a third friendship thing that we've talked about, where you kind of like get to a point in life where you need to like reevaluate our friends and maybe like you've grown out of each other like I realized it with about at around like 27 and again at like 31 or 32 and the obvious ones are like the friends that got married and had kids they maybe
10: moved to the suburbs or just you know change their lives a little
4: bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But they also weren't just going a happy hour on a whim at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. But that Um, doesn't mean that you're not friends with them. You're just in a different spot in life. Right. But sometimes those friendships kind of change. And like those like you just kind of lose touch with each other and you just don't have much to talk about anymore.
10: Um, And those are the people that maybe aren't calling you and stuff like that. And you just kind of have to like
4: reevaluate the friends and the good people around you and maybe have a little turnover in your friendship circle.
1: There's one part the stat from the Just Saying Institute, uh, I found interesting. It says of those th- three uh, that are considered, it says, um, wait a minute. The survey found an average. The Just Saying
3: Institute. Additional information is always at the
1: ready. <laughs> 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 the average adult has sixteen current active friendships. Of those, three are considered friends for life. Five, or this is the part that I found interesting. Five are worthy of hanging out together one on one. And I started yeah. thinking about. That's right. Who would I feel comfortable yep. spending like several hours or a good part of the day just me and that person? There's not a whole lot, to be honest, because after a while, you kind of it can get a little awkward. Yeah. you kind of run out of things. Oh, to talk I
3: about. know. And there, here's the thing, and and you know, there uh, <laughs> there are, there are a, a select group of people that I can go out with, and and I I've told them that you know. With a com- where I don't, I don't feel as if it's a continuation of the show, and I'm interviewing someone. Right, where, I'm, I'm, where it like, takes so much effort, pulling yeah. conversation <laughs> yes. out of people. Yeah, and and uh, and that's that becomes arduous. I would like a free flow of of where it seems relaxed, and you look at the clock, and oh, it's been three hours already. Right. That's when you know you have a good a thing going on.
2: But that one on one thing is absolutely correct. I mean, that's sort of how I know. Who my really good friends are. Yeah. It, there's no effort. It's make plans. If other people are going to make it, great. If they're not, it's just going to be the two of us. That's completely fine too. I have
6: a reunion weekend coming up at the end of the month, and uh, there's going to be 16 or 17 guys there. And there are, I'm very excited to see all of them. But there are some that I would never just do a weekend with just those guys. You know, right. and, the, and the other guys that are coming, I'm be like, yeah, no problem, anytime.
3: Do you know it's a weird dynamic? is and Mike and I have talked about this that we don't get to see each other a lot, but there's there's that thing there that you know we'll we'll hop on the phone and 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 he feels connected because he he listens to the show, yeah. and it's it's at that level, and and so also he's he's. Uh, a friendship that doesn't demand a lot from you, that understands the weird schedule. He's got a weird schedule. I have a weird
1: schedule, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's like, it's it's there, It's but you don't always need to massage it, oh, yeah. you know? All right, friendships, interesting. The average American hasn't made a new friend in five years. That's what they said at the Just Saying Institute. Let's see what else they said at the and Institute. At Just
3: Institute, Monorail rides <laughs> leave on the hour. On <laughs> <laughs> the
6: hour? Yeah. That's
1: yeah. how convenient it I is. I don't know what
3: this guy right. is. You've got to wait
6: around.
1: Uh kid, in the
4: lush two hundred
1: acres. <laughs> kids love to whine, little kids do, and experts say that baby humans and even some baby animals use whining to bridge a gap with an adult.
3: A friend of mine has a baby human. <laughs> the <laughs> a baby um... human. The
2: whining is like nails on a chalkboard. you uh, can't take it. The
1: behavior usually peaks in toddlerhood and then decreases with age, but some adults whine to their partners and some babies can develop a whiny sounding cry as early as 10 months old. Whining was found to not only get the attention of parents in an experiment, but also the attention of strangers nearby, which can encourage parents to attend to their child faster yeah, yeah, yeah. if only to avoid embarrassment. Yep. So the whine so why, is used as a tool. That's why they'll do it in public. Those right. little
2: brats know. <laughs> they know.
1: Uh, also, kids...
2: I, I, I used to just say, you're whining. You're whining. That's whining.
1: Uh, also, kids... W- w-
3: would they stop? Would Jay would stop?
2: I mean, as he got older, yes, yeah. because he understood. I mean, not when he was, you know, 10 right, months right. old was I saying that. But, you no, know, as he got older, yes. And now he'll, like, kind of stop, and he's like... Can I have my iPad?
5: Uh. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something. Oh, I wasn't. No. I was just laughing. I was just fake laughing.
1: Uh, (laughs) I saw your hand go up. I thought you had something to say. Uh, Also, kids generally (laughs) whine to those that they're emotionally attached to and not to strangers because it Uh, won't work
2: on strangers. So it's
1: very targeted.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Pediatric psychologists say to get your kid to stop whining... Ignore their behavior, which sometimes is really hard to do. Abandon them. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just leave them wherever they are.
1: Notice a behavior that leads to whining and stop it before whining starts or whine back to oh, your kids.
2: I've done that. I've 100% <laughs> I done Does it that. Does not work? Well, it, it kind of, and I, you know what else I used to do was stand in front of, of a mirror. With him, if he was whining, so oh. then he was looking at himself, mm-hmm. whining, and that worked. That would stop it immediately, and he would start to laugh. My mm-hmm. my
6: grandfather did that to me, just as a quick aside. When I would cry, when I when I was a little yeah. kid, and he'd be, "All right, you want to cry? You want to he, come <laughs> here, pussy?" And he would <laughs> put me in front of the mirror, and it would make me stop crying immediately because yeah. it's so embarrassing. I
1: would, uh, if our kids would start throwing a tantrum or something like that, I'd break out the the phone and start filming them,
2: and then show them
1: and say, Whoa. "I'm, I'm going to get this on record. Yeah. I want, I want." Ah. you to see what this looks like and after a while that was almost like gasoline on the fire yeah
4: Turn it off! Yes. They know.
3: i oh, see yeah. a young a young nick mcelain crying in front of the mirror i don't want to get our christmas tree from a public park <laughs> 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 um, but it does it is an effective yeah you know what i've heard that same thing and maybe you guys can uh, uh Second, this is that people uh, sometimes, if people are shown what they're like when they're drunk, if you do a video and they see that, that, oh, sure.
6: that can have That's a. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You never want to see
1: that. It did. I saw that one time. It didn't get me to stop drinking. <laughs> no, but, no, 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 yeah, no. It, it, it was wrong. certainly embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: The, the desire for alcohol
1: yeah. overweighs yes. the
5: other. I decided to not have my neighbor. Ice cream off of me anymore. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: That's a step. That was uh, not your fault. What were you wearing? A G string? No, it was, it was a, a jock strap. strap. Come on. G string. How do you think I am? I'm an athlete, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm in training. Can you, can you hose the ice cream off my ass? <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, the whining is, is targeted. It is, uh, it is definitely to people who can respond to it. And, uh, do you know adults who whine? They know what they're doing. Um, I don't know any adults who whine. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that I can think of. Uh, some, yeah, sometimes you'll hear it. Yeah. All right. Other stats and information. From the institute, I have other things. Uh, Let's go. Just say an institute
3: established in 1928, right? Yes,
1: I think it was 28. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. How about uh, this one? Iowa State University researchers polled moms and found that they are often quick to judge both themselves and other mothers, and the way they felt about other moms varied depending on how the respondent category herself and. Respondent, Yeah, categorized herself and the stereotype she applied to the other mothers. Now, uh-huh. I'll, I'll explain. So a working mother may feel envy or contempt yep. toward an ideal stay-at-home mom. At the same time. But that mom may see herself differently.
6: I, I think that they can feel envy and contempt. <laughs> I, it's such a complicated issue for working moms, for stay-at-home moms, this, this notion of I want to get out and be in the workforce but they're wrong for being in the workforce because they're not being a good mother. Like, the dynamic is uh, is fascinating and often self-defeating.
1: Yep, I know what you're saying. Uh, Study leader Kelly Odenweller offers advice, saying mothers should think of other mothers as an ally, not someone to compare themselves to. That's probably a healthy way to approach it, right? Yeah. You're all in it together. Try to avoid coming across like the best mom. Uh, talk about things you have in common, things you both enjoy as mothers and do not feel like it's necessary to be better than her. But I know what you're talking about, Nick. So there yeah, uh there there are women that do work, like Kathy is a working mom, uh, who might look differently at the woman who stays home and is a house, you know, quote unquote housewife and all that stuff. And vice versa. It's the other way around, you know?
2: Um so for me, I don't look at people who stay home with their kids and uh feel as though they shouldn't I, right. I I don't think I've ever done that there have been times where I was like I wish that I could do that I wish I could stay home but in the same thought process I'm, I'm like glad I don't know I, I don't <laughs> yeah. think yeah. that I could be a I don't think I could do that I don't think I could sit home all day it
3: requires and it's not even just the amount of things that are required when you see like especially a a mother juggling multiple kids listen it's all whatever is whatever is your your job or whatever you're doing in life yeah god bless you i've seen kid women juggling multiple kids all throughout the day i don't think i would have the mental fortitude to be able to do that no
2: for me like going to work and having that interaction uh different type of interaction for me is is what works and and i don't know that i would be able to do that although there is some envy where I look and I'm like, you know what? It would have been nice if I could have stayed home.
5: No. Yeah. Um, so, we, I mean, we were in a, a, an interesting situation where um, before we had children, my wife was a breadwinner and she's super smart and she was really successful, mm. but... Um, it's time to start making money instead of bread. Well, <laughs> what, what ended up happening was, was her company was sold uh, yeah. right before we had the baby. And so she got a severance and... Um, and she got paid maternity, so we were kind of given this cushion prior to having the baby. And then we were uh, at that point, um, we we had to make a decision on whether or not she was going to stay home with the kids and, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, so uh, you know, ultimately she dis- decided to stay home with the children. But I will say that I felt like. Uh, you know, we had to like explain that to people. Yeah, know you know yeah. I, mean? like,
3: well, I think dudes you know. catch a, a lot, st- catch a lot of crap, or, or at least are there. There is you want to talk about something that is sort of hard for people to wrap their minds around. Or they mm-hmm. dance around as is, is a guy who's staying at home. Yeah, in in this, it's just the way. It, 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 it's a choice. A lot, of, a lot, of, and, and sometimes you look at. I mean, clearly. Kevin Federline, I hate to use this most obvious example, is is a good father and a good stay at home
1: dad. It has progressed over the years because it, it used to be really what? What? what what what's wrong with you? And it's and now working. now it's more like really yeah. Oh, okay yeah. wow cool man. And good ultimately
5: that decision came down to like all right listen if we can make this work financially, then let's let's do it yeah. um, because you you'll never get that time back right true.
6: So, but and, yeah but. The other dynamic that your wife has to deal with, Casey, and and has had to deal with is then the desire to re-enter the workforce because you've been out of it for a number of years. Yeah. Your career has been on hold or possibly even ruined because you've left the workforce and you've uh, left the job and the career trajectory that you were on. So then coming back in – I, I, you're not starting from scratch necessarily, but right. you're starting in a, in a position of disadvantage. It's well, tough
3: because more than likely another mime has taken your corner. <laughs> yeah.
5: But uh. but like what we were able to do, and by we, I mean her, uh, was that she was able to kind of like, you know, restart everything. Yeah, and and, and, and it, she didn't go from zero to 60. She was able, I don't want to say ease into it, Um, But like now she's got this uh, 30 to 60, 30 to 60 is what we did. Mm. And, and, you know, now she's in in a really, really good position, you know, back on the workforce, but she was actually able to stay home for my God, uh, 10 years. Ten years,
3: man.
2: I have a friend who's trying. Ten years, man. Trying to go back to work now. And she said to me, she goes, what am I going to do? Everything that I learned in college and when I did work is so outdated that I couldn't step in and be able to start over again. So now she's like trying to, you know, just trying to figure out what she can do. Do you know what she did before?
1: She was a blacksmith. Something
2: (laughs) in in finance case.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, anyhow, yes, uh, non-working mothers and working mothers uh, can be a tad bit judgy and they're... Suggesting that uh, that's not a healthy yeah. uh, mindset. Don't, don't so, judge, man. Yeah.
3: Make out with each other. Yeah.
1: Hey, there are <laughs> that's websites.
4: What, that's what they have
1: in common. All right, let's see what else we have here uh, from the <laughs> Just Saying Institute. By the way,
3: the Just Saying Institute, we have a picture of it up on our uh, <laughs> yeah. screen. It's just an amazing. Building. I
6: didn't, I didn't know Gary Lauer was the dean. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gary Lauer Dean is what it says here. It says located on
1: 250 scenic acres in beautiful Weston, West Virginia. Weston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, established 1928. Gary Lauer Dean. Who does that for it? He's he's, he's great. He does a lot of these things. I'm right? not he's sure. Does... But
5: that's not our Gary Lauer. Our Gary. Actually, Gary Lauer. Our Gary Lauer. Spells his last name L-O-W-E-R. It looks like it's spelled okay. lower. Yeah. Right. So this is a different, totally different Gary Lauer. All
1: right. Well, I'm yeah. glad we do have a Gary Lauer on board, <laughs> though. Uh, if you want to eat less and you want to eat alone, uh, then you'll want to eat alone. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs>
3: I want to eat less, and I want to be by myself when I do it. <laughs> Just leave me alone and don't give me any Let food. me eat nothing here by myself. <laughs>
5: <laughs> God, you're antisocial. <laughs>
3: If you'll like, excuse me, now I have to go into this other
1: room and not eat anything.
5: <laughs>
3: I need to be alone
1: when I'm not I need eating need to close something. the door
3: here because I'm going to be in here not eating anything. All
1: right, I have to hurry up here. Casey's giving me the, the signal. Right. University of Birmingham researchers found that uh, people eat up to 50% more when they dine with family and friends compared to when they eat meals alone. Mm. And we likely eat in a group due to the ancient hunger gatherer food sharing mentality in which groups of people who gather and eat as much as possible and distribute food while it was plentiful. So that's why we go to that. The food is plentiful. Yes. Uh, This would in turn protect them when there wasn't enough food to go around. Now, another theory is that people eat different amount of food when with company because they're trying to project different images of themselves to different people. Look at me. I'm a food eater. In addition, <laughs> In addition, social eating is more enjoyable than eating alone, which suggests the brain may reward people who eat with others and in turn encourage them to eat more. I think I tend to eat less...
3: When yeah, I I'm like I would with too. other
1: people, oh, not me. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, well, let's um... order something for the table. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> you know, let's talk uh, money. You know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. What's the maps?
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, in that case, perhaps. Yeah, uh, but I mean, uh, like, uh, or maybe like on on dates and things like that. When I used to go on dates, or or uh,
1: it's probably a different dynamic. But like for Thanksgiving, I don't know. I I, I, I eat about the same. Dine with family and friends is what it says, that you will eat 50% more. I mean, you know, if because chances are you might be going out, too, and, you know, if you got a whole plate, maybe you want to finish it, you know. I just ate a whole turkey. Mm.
2: Wrapping this around to the friend story that you had, I have a friend that the only thing we do, and we do it one-on-one, so she's a good friend of mine, is we go to a restaurant. We go to eat. It's okay. the only thing we do. We don't go out after. We don't go, you know, for drinks. We go out to dinner.
1: So that has become your habit. You are now associate food with that friend of yours. And
2: we get the exact same dessert every time we go. Where do, do you get? A cookie sundae from Redstone. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Bill's this. Is <laughs> <laughs> they spent money like one time.
5: Uh, so do you guys just Sit and talk. Right? Yep,
2: chat, catch up. Um, you what know, do you do
5: when you're actually done eating? Dessert's over. Do you actually sit at the table and continue to talk more? Uh
2: Sometimes. Okay. Uh, usually we go on a week uh, weeknight, so we both have to get home. We both get up very early for work. We both have to get home. So, um, yeah, it just kind of ends. you
1: order a cappuccino or something and like that? that no,
2: or, no, know? no. We do the dessert, and then we're well, we out the door.
3: One of those delightful mints.
5: <laughs> we went out to dinner as a family down the shore. Uh, it was like the <laughs> final weekend, and there was a whole bunch of us. And they were like, oh, your table's going to be ready. They're, they just paid their bill. <clears throat> and we're like, oh, great. We ended up waiting like another half hour, mm-hmm. even longer, because these two little bitties sat at the oh, table. And, and just talked. And I'm like, dude, bitches, dude, it, it, it <laughs> is so, that was so, it is so.
1: so bitches, in me, in do here. you think bitches, you two bitches. bitches
5: could wrap this up? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it was a very quiet.
4: Bitches,
3: bitches. Bitches. <laughs> Excuse me, when will those pictures be done? <laughs> I almost... Case,
2: I, I do... No, if, if, there is a, if it's a crowded restaurant... Get, get up! No, I won't, I won't sit there with... If you're not ordering something yes. else... No, I, I will get Foster, up. Mr.
3: Foster, your table's almost ready. The
5: two bitches there. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> <Almost. laughs> bitches. I was so angry with them. I was so mad. Because I knew exactly where they were sitting, and I'm like... And I would just go kind of go and, like, peek through the window. I'm like... If there's there. a crowded
3: restaurant and people waiting to get, I I I I try to be yeah observant. I am yeah, not a big fan. Labor Day weekend I, down and the they shore. They make more money. Yes. Uh, I I think it's I hate lingering anyway after the meal is done. It just drives me crazy oh to just sit there. Yeah, yeah. but bidges. go go some other bidges. place. You know, bitches. <laughs> bitches.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, <laughs> uh, the the Just Saint Institute has uh realized that you'll eat fifty percent more. If you're with uh, friends or family. So maybe observe that next time and make a note of it. Uh, and those are all the reports that I have for you this I'm morning. just say an Located in West Virginia,
3: 200 sprawling acres. Hmm. Preston visited it
1: over I, the weekend. I did, I, although I went to Virginia by accident. But I know. I but you could see it from there. West Virginia, yeah. From Mount Jossain. uh Thank you to the JSI and all the information. That's why I'm going to start calling it the JSI. JSI. Um, by the way, I want to give away another gift card for our friends at, uh, at Stanley's Tavern, which they will throw bitches out of yeah. the place if they sit around too long. So uh, everyone can so, get their shot. Yeah. Great, uh, great food. I'm just kidding. So uh, we'll take caller number 20, and I'll give you a $25 gift card. Uh, for Stanley's, which by the way they're hosting the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle tomorrow night. Brent Porsche, one of our favorite people,
3: and it's a great time. It's always a great time
1: from seven to nine, and you could wear a win a pair of Eagles Bears tickets courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. So uh, call our twenty two one five two six three are Going to take care of you. Come back in a moment. Danica Patrick will be on the show. We're also going to find out the details about the Philadelphia Film Festival and more.
0: Steve Show podcast.
1: Wait, turn up the sound. 93 WMMR, everything that rocks. All right, gang, it's uh, about three minutes after nine o'clock on this Wednesday morning with the Preston Steve Show. Listen, we got a bunch to get to, including a guest who is on hold waiting for us. So we're going to skip traffic for now. We will come back around and get to that in just a moment. Uh, very successful and uh, very uh, hardworking woman who is continuing to expand into different areas. Of course, you know from the world of auto racing uh, and vineyards, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And now podcast. Yes, uh, kind of in our realm. Yeah, she's caught a, a podcast. It's a weekly podcast it's called Pretty Intense. It's available on DanicaPatrick.com. We're going to find out all about it, uh, all about it with the person herself. Please welcome Danica Patrick yeah. to the show this morning. Hello, Danica.
10: Good
1: morning. Welcome, and welcome to the, listen, broadcasting is no um, no stranger to you. You've been in and around sports for a long time. You've been interv- interviewed by many people. I've seen you interview other people. Uh, what made you want to dive into the world of, of podcasting and interviewing uh, celebrities and, and interesting people regularly? Well, actually,
10: the name of the podcast is Pretty Intense, and it was through promoting Pretty Intense, the book. Uh, they came out at the beginning of 2018. That I thought to myself, I really enjoy this in-depth format. I have found them really fun, um, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, people might not know it about me, but I'm uh, fairly like kind of like deep. Um, I, I, I like I really enjoy meaningful conversations as opposed to you know, uh, surface conversation. So my guests are the perfect format for that. And then fundamentally, I just, I really just wanted to do something that would continue to have the opportunity to inspire people. I guess whether or not the podcast inspires, inspires you is, uh, is completely your decision, but, mm. um, but it's an opportunity. And that's how I felt about racing was that it was an opportunity to inspire. So I, I, I didn't take that for granted ever. And I never was an athlete that said, Oh, I never asked to be a role model. I always took that role seriously. And I, and I very much grew to uh, respect it even more and enjoy it even more as the years went by. Um, So this was, this was that opportunity to expand and, um,
3: and and do more of it. So I think the um, number that they say uh, approximately seven hundred and fifty thousand different podcasts uh, out there. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's it's a lot. But I mean, if and I, I would, we've learned is that the people who do it for the pure love of it and are really incited by you know the, the 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 love of the information they're getting out tend to do better. So I assume, obviously, you have a large racing base that that will. Uh, uh, we'll follow this, but it's not it's not just that I'm looking at the list of guests that you um, that you've talked to. You have Alex Rodriguez, Neil uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who we just had on. Fantastic. Howie Mandel and Bobby Flay. So in that list, you're hitting everybody. You're hitting entertainment and athletes as well. Who, who to you makes the perfect guest? Hmm. Uh, someone
10: that's vulnerable. Um, you know, the more vulnerable a, a guest is willing to be about, you know, their journey and um, the experiences that they've had and their opinion on things, the more interesting they are, the more guarded you are, the the least interesting it is. I also really enjoy interviewing people um, uh, from an informational perspective. So an expert or a doctor in a field um, that that to me is part of the growth process is just learning more. So, you know, there's there's definitely um, the core of it is the human the human story and the, the human experience and how you can grow through through the things that are difficult in your life and and how do you come through on the other side and what was it like and what can you give to us as listeners as um you know tools to to navigate these kinds of things as we as we you know go through life right. And, right. Um, but but the information is also a growth element. So I really love like I've interviewed a few few doctors, scientists, and they they just like I love learning. I feel like uh, the youth is wasted on the young with the uh, <laughs> with with going to school when you're 10. You know I I'm 37 and now I'm reading books more than I ever have and um, diving into information and listening to other podcasts about things that help me learn. So I I, I really love that too.
5: So I think um, the there, there's a there's a couple of obstacles that are that are tough uh, on the interviewers standpoint. And and one of them is, you know, like we're, we're interviewing you and we know a lot about you um, because you have been in the public eye for for so long. And then you end up doing a little bit of research. So we know a ton about you. You don't know a ton about us. And so it's it's kind of tough finding that fine line between, you know, asking an informative question and asking you uh, stuff that's none of our business. Right. So, uh, you know, like I, I'm a huge sports fan and I'm a huge, huge Aaron Rodgers fan. So I want to ask you about your relationship with Aaron Rodgers, but like, am I crossing a line? I don't know. Do you
10: feel like you are?
5: <laughs> well, I don't, because it's kind of like none of my business, but like, you know, I, I, I wanted to ask you and, and, um, and, and I'm sure you've human been on,
10: interested. I'm sorry. I mean, we're interested, we're interested in the, the, that stuff. I mean, that's just human nature is to be curious about that. And, um. You know, you have someone that you're a fan of, and you
4: know that um,
5: you know. I know him pretty well. Yeah, but 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 what I think is is neat about that is um you guys are both like at the top, you know, top of your elite field, athletes. elite athletes, yeah. and and like to me that relationship makes sense. Makes sense. And so, uh, you as an interviewer, do you ever you know come to a point where you're like, man? Do I really want to ask this question? Do I really want to go down here? Um, Have you
3: been in that situation where you had someone and you were kind of on the fence about what to ask or, or, or to go to that level? Are, are you comfortable enough as an interviewer to go there now?
10: Well, I feel like my angle doesn't dive into, like, like for my first guest, Alex Rodriguez, I'm, J-Lo never came up. Like, she did just. That wasn't part of, you know, my line of questioning and my motivation for the episode with him and what I wanted to know. Um, I I have the utmost respect for these sort of um, private topics based on my experience and yeah. having been that person. So I care a lot more about I'm willing to really probe for the information about you personally as a you know as a human being what was that like like for him you know what was that like when when you were in the like the depths of the of the of the um you know uh sadness and the embarrassment and you know what was that like and how did that feel and what did you know what did you go through and, and then and so i'm more interested in that anyway and and, and then it holds me back from feeling like to make the interview interesting, I have to go there. I have to ask questions about someone that, you know, I know you don't really want to talk about and it's private. No, I'm I'm more interested in how you can help us as listeners um, grow from through your adversity, right? Because that, that experience of like, here's what it was like, and then you can, as a as a listener, you go, oh my god, I did, did I I was there too, and and then you also create a connection with that guest of we're the same, we go through the same stuff. I know that you're rich and famous, or I know that you're you're well, you know, you're well accomplished on a on a on a very public level but you know i went through that too i felt the same and so you create a connection then between the, yourself and the guest because we we all struggle and we all get sad and we all have difficulties in our lives and none of us are exempt from from those things and so um so you create that connection so yeah i don't i don't go there and i don't i don't uh if someone wants to bring it up then uh you know like, like for instance howie mandel brought up um, um his ocd Simon cowell. Okay. It was about simon cowell and you know it's like he's one of those people that you want to know about and kind of curious like what he really like and um so he had mentioned there being a, it was something about uh and being really honest and so i said well let ask simon about how to do that and then he went into explaining what he's really like i didn't have to really i didn't have to really ask him what is he like he volunteered that so you want to create a an environment with where people feel really safe and comfortable, and where they're the ones that are are, the, are opening the door. And then you can go there if you
6: want. Speaking of interesting people, I was scrolling through your Instagram, and there's a photo of you. I guess you did the Rich Eisen show, and it's you and uh, Alex Honnold who, who did um, Free Solo yeah. and Climbed El Cap yeah. uh, without any assistance. It's a great documentary. It's an incredible movie. I find Alex to be just a fascinating person. Um, is he going to be on your podcast? Did you get a chance to chat with him at all?
10: I walked into the room, and so into the green room, and he was sitting there and uh, on a chair, and he was doing some interviews for um, for some of the supportive stuff, for viral stuff for them. And and I walked in and I looked over and I was like, and I went, oh wait, I know you. And it was one of those moments where you know, <laughs> I normally would just walk in and be quiet and sit down, and afterwards be like, oh, I knew who that was. But it was like one, uh, I caught me off guard. So I said, oh hey, I know you. I'm like, oh my god, I watched watch your- the free solo. That was so great. And so he was kind of confused for a second, and then after the show was, oh, after he was done, then he was engaging more and more and more. And then there was a funny conversa- funny part about Aaron and uh, something about football. And and then he didn't really know. And then he's like, "Oh!" And then it like kind of goes deeper. And and then I said, "I'd really love to have him on the show." And he said, "Okay." So. <laughs>
3: We had We had Mark Maron in, in here just recently, and obviously his podcast is huge and has been huge for, for quite a while. But he talked about, we talked about the early you know, days of, of podcasting when he was getting up and running. Be, there's sort of this podcast incest that takes place where you, now you do their show and they do your show and you get into that sort of totally. circle. Are you now being hit up for everyone's podcast because you are now a podcaster yourself?
10: Uh, yeah, there's that back and forth. Anybody that you want to have on the show – that has a podcast, it really does go like that. And there's a lot, I mean, there's obviously, like you said, 750,000 people with a podcast. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that have a show. So that's the back and forth you do is you're like, okay, you do my show. I'll do your show. And, um, it's uh, it, it's totally fine because, again, I, I said I'd love to do them, so I have no problem with that. In the process, you also get to know each other a little bit better, and so I think that the shows can be even deeper because you've just now spent a couple of hours talking to each other um, about your life.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, listen, you're, you're taking on another uh, another project, and you've done great with everything so far. So uh, we wish you luck with this and want to remind people that you can find the Pretty Intense Podcast at DanicaPatrick.com. Thanks well, for coming thanks on, Danica.
10: So and I have so much more respect for the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We
1: appreciate it. Thank okay. you so much. All right, Danica. Take care. Yeah. It a nice question, Casey. That was a good way to put it. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, because, I mean, and, and listen, as interviewers, definitely. We're like, do we? Do we go there? Is it worth it? And you know what I mean? And we've had things like, so we had John
3: Travolta <clears throat> in with the Scientology thing. So listen, I'd, there's besides the Scientology stuff, there was so much. Just oh, my God. Pop culture. wise. Yeah, exactly. So do we cash out all of that stuff yeah. about years of pop culture on that deal, and it, it to us, it just didn't seem like
5: you know. Uh, well, it's
3: also what kind of interview
5: is this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, did you come in here for an interrogation, or did you come in here for exactly what we did, which so is you, like a, a you know sort of a fun chat down memory lane? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more you can get to if
3: you do that. Now, listen, I don't think he would have been uh, he would have been
5: bad with it, but it's been asked countless times. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, there are many more questions about Greece to ask him. A- yes. Right. And then sometimes, uh, and, and I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse, sometimes you get a note from the handler before the interview saying this is off this is off. Uh, and we've ignored that yeah. from time off to time. Off limits. Yeah. You're not yeah. allowed to ask about this. And it's like, okay, well, then I guess that kind of makes – it easier. Well, a lot uh, of times we'll just refuse the interview too. Exactly, that happens yeah. a lot. You, yeah. Where
3: can't,
6: we're like, you can't really? Talk about it. Well, we're going to talk about, about that? it. Then don't come here. Don't come by. Yeah, yeah. the kid and from Stranger Things. They didn't want us to talk about what? Stranger Things. Are you out yeah. of your goddamn mind? Seriously, only really? really? want to talk
1: about the band. <laughs> okay, but they right. don't care about the band. No one cares if he, about him. No one would care about <laughs> the band if dude wasn't on Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he's a nice kid. Which, Absolutely. The band. Gaten. Gaten. He's very talented kid. Yeah. And yeah. we wanted to have him on, but they yeah. were like, "No, don't ask about Stranger Things. Are you... Only ask about the band." There's going to be nine other people in the studio as well on the the microphone. <laughs> no, no. no that's okay. Never mind. All right, well, anyhow. go away. <laughs> uh, Danica was nice. I was. I had. a I had a bit of an obsession with her for a little while. Uh, you know, the, so looking at the the <laughs> thing, she was in 14
3: separate Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that there was more a time when you gave a rat's ass about the Super Bowl commercials oh, and they no have more. just sort of fallen off yeah. the, uh, yeah, at least a level of importance. We'll be dealing with that in a couple months. Yeah. Uh, we have some
1: time here. A little bit of time. A little bit of time. Mm. <laughs> um, we
2: didn't, what? We didn't did do traffic. traffic did, right? We didn't do traffic. Oh, okay. up some All time right. Either. So
1: Kathy, what's going on? Traffic wise?
2: On. Um, Wow. The Vine westbound were jammed from 95 Good. to Broad Street. Schuylkill Expressway eastbound. That's backing up still from the Blue Road into Belmont Heavy. The Boulevard to the Vine westbound jams. Passing to 30th Street, the Boulevard to Belmont, and then Gladwin out to and 95 southbound. Heavy from Cotman through to Girard. Uh, we have delays on 422 eastbound from Oaks to Trooper. Route 1 uh, out in West Windsor Township northbound at Alexander Road. An accident just cleared from there. 42 Freeway northbound slowing 41 to 295. 55 northbound. That's still jam-step for to 42. And then uh, on the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound, you're jammed the downside to 8th and Vine. This traffic report brought to you by Dodge with Dodge Power Dollars for every horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle purchase. You'll get $10 off peeling out in a Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye. You just got $7,970 off. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR.
1: Thanks, Kath. So I saw a uh, Reddit thread, uh, and this is pretty interesting. I want to see if anyone... Uh, can recall this. I personally can't recall anything. This is something from your childhood. Okay. Um, But, uh, and I don't know if anybody in this room will, but if if you want to call in with something, it's some pretty funny responses to this. So uh, on a Reddit thread, it said, what is something that you thought would happen a lot as an adult, but it never or barely happens? Sex. Uh, Really? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Uh, no, like, uh, I'll give you an example or two, and we'll see if anybody has them. So one of them is Encountering Quicksand.
5: <laughs> All right, so that's, that's, that's okay. a John Mulaney bit right there. It uh, is. Yes. So yeah. somebody stole his bit and put it in
1: somebody there. Somebody stole his bit okay. and put it in there. Let it is damn
3: Reddit. One. It's a hilarious it bit. It is. A, it's the one he did at Rockefeller Center?
5: Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, Radio City Musical. Here's a different one. When I was a kid, I thought that when I grew up, women would always be trying to make me go to the opera. <laughs> 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 Now, that may be from, That's like, like <laughs> they saw a TV show. Yeah, it's, or... like, depicted
2: in movies. Right. Yeah, like the women yeah. always want to go to the opera. Right, yeah.
1: something like that. I don't know. Uh two one five two six three wmmrs number. Did you have one, Kathy? So,
2: it's along the lines of it. It's not exactly, but I remember we said it out loud, my roommate in college and I, and we were like, we cannot wait to graduate. We're going to have so much more time to go to the gym. Oh. And, like, we thought that graduating college, not having all of that work was going to leave all this time for us to work out. We'd go to the gym every day. And as you grow older and you're an adult, you have more responsibilities, you have less time to do anything.
3: I, I, I always sort of knew that uh, there was going to be a lot more demand on you as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, but they, the one thing that they tell you, and if you're, if you're in, um, they tell you this throughout school, like when you're in elementary school, in junior high school, they're not going to take this. To, yeah. They'll, they're going to take it. Yeah. In right, <laughs> right, right. high school, they're not going to take it. Oh yeah. They're going to take it too. In yeah. college, it's different. No, it's no different. Yeah. It's all the same, and then you get out, and then real life starts, and that's when they don't take it.
1: Right. Uh, so a couple of the of of other examples were uh, this person thought that they would be having ice cream for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> as a child, they thought that as an adult...
2: You can have ice cream as You'll for be dinner. able well, to have ice cream for you, dinner. You don't have the restraints,
1: night. yes. And maybe somebody told them that, too. Listen, yeah. when you get older, you can have ice cream every night for dinner if you want. If you, if you get but in the for car, now... I'll give you ice cream for dinner. <laughs> no. Uh, this person said, "Being asked for advice all the time and feeling like I'm quote wise." So they thought that that would happen. I feel like kids
2: would ask me you know, questions. Mm-hmm.
1: I've never been given wise words. I've I, you know I've been
5: never on this once. Sh- I've been sitting on this show for a long time, and and Nick, you have espoused like some some of these things that your grandfather sat down and told you. Your fa- I don't have any son. Let's really? Sit down here for a your second. Your parents are great parents. They're great parents, but there's nothing that sticks in my mind where my, you know, it was like, well, even your father one time impression
3: said Yeah, to the you, one
1: thing I remember, you know, whatever you decide to do in your life, make sure that it's something you enjoy. Yeah, that's the advice. The job.
3: Yep, that's that's my my dad's but, advice
1: too, similar. But, you know what? You give great advice. Oh, Stop pulling on that. You give great advice. You may have not received much great advice, but you I hear you come in and on, on times when we're talking about family and mm-hmm. kids things, and you sit down and say some things, or re- repeat back to me some of the things you've told your kids, and I'm like, "Damn, why well, didn't ever think of that?" To really, say. yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Hey, can we just
5: yesterday? This, can we play this back at seven o'clock tomorrow morning, and I'll have my kids listen so that the uh, yeah. you know they can understand that like I'm not just talking at my ass. That you're actually yeah. giving them. <laughs> I think it would
3: help if you didn't move your ass cheeks while you gave this advice. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Point taken. Point
5: taken. When you My, bend yeah, over yeah, yeah. and grab your butt cheeks,
4: <laughs> yeah. what and did I, open
5: them like you're speaking?
4: <laughs> Neither
1: what, a
2: borrower nor a lender be. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what did I say yesterday?
1: <laughs> um, I forgot what precisely it was, but it was it was uh, you you were telling me about uh, Seamus and um, don't called, run into walls. Something he was concerned about, and uh, and I've forgotten okay. right now. But it was sage advice. It was great life advice. Okay. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Okay. Dude, I just, all I remember is sexy
6: fries. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. We had sexy
1: fries yesterday for lunch.
6: Casey, my dad's listening right now. You want me to have him call in or anything? Uh, yeah, I want him to give me some... The only, he, the only thing
5: I can remember my dad telling me was uh, I was in a relationship as a freshman in college, and my dad said, I'm not ready to be is a Is she pregnant? good to you? <laughs> I'm not ready to be a grandfather yet. Oh, okay. That's
3: all <laughs> I was like... That's interesting. I think both
2: of your parents give you and gave you advice but you just don't realize it
1: M- yeah maybe, maybe. It, and like... he's actually repeating it now and to his yeah kids. and maybe it
2: wasn't a sit down like <clears throat> i need i have something to tell you but in life you've learned from your parents
3: sometimes advice is given by example yeah yeah exactly
2: yeah.
5: but i wish i had that thing where it goes yeah my father always said you always <laughs> said son <laughs> <laughs>
1: sat down on the porch yeah, uh, let funny. me go to some calls to so some things that you thought would happen a lot as an adult, but never or barely ever happen. So uh, let me go to Simon. Simon, you're on the air. Good morning.
3: Good morning. How you guys doing?
1: Good. What's up, man?
3: So it used to drill in our heads in school all the time, the whole j- stop, drop and roll thing. So I just assumed that as an adult, I would catch on
1: fire. <laughs> there you go.
4: Yes,
3: right? You'd always be setting on fire. And at some
1: point, then several times in your life, you would have to stop, drop and roll.
3: Exactly. Yep, that's a good one. They do put a lot of fear in kids, don't they? Well, that oh, yeah. stop,
2: drop, and roll. He's so right, though. I mean, everyone if you ever remembers that.
3: The movie, I think it's the documentary. I think it's called The Atomic Cafe. It's about it's all all that footage of the uh, of the you know the uh, the the films that they show kids in schools in case a an atomic bomb blows up in your neighborhood. Yeah,
1: get under your desk, <laughs> duck and cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it called duck and cover. Uh, let me go to Samantha. Hey, Samantha. Good morning.
0: Hey, guys. Gadzook.
1: Gadzook. So what's something you thought would happen uh, a lot when she would become an adult or less, either either one?
10: So when I was in high school, I used to deal with a ton of drama. My mom always told me when I got older, there wouldn't be much drama in my life. Oh, no. I think I experienced <laughs> more drama in my life, now that I am older in a job or around friends than I've ever experienced drama okay. before. So
1: as, as this kid going through, you're like, man, if I just get into adulthood, smooth sailing as far as the drama goes. Oh,
4: yeah.
3: But I no. can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, right. like, there's uh, there are certain Thanks, things man. that, um, yeah, you think as an adult, okay, it's going to be a lot easier now. Yeah. I've, I don't have school. Well, now you have a job.
1: Uh, here's uh, another one from the from the Reddit thread uh, that they thought they, they thought that would happen a lot as an adult when they were a kid, which would be formal entertaining dinner parties, hosting fancy holiday dinners. <laughs> like that would be happening every all the night time. Yeah, 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 right. exactly.
3: It, it, it's probably what they saw as a kid, though, that right. informed that decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you guys ever have dinner parties? Like, yeah, my parents would have, but not like you know, not like uh, Downton Abbey dinner
5: parties. But <laughs> uh, we never had the only parties we ever had were party parties. We never had like swinger oh. swinger parties. <laughs> we, we had key parties, except we never used any
1: keys in my house. <laughs> we never locked our except doors. That man, mommy's <laughs> talking. <to me. laughs> So wait a minute, uh, but you had party parties, but not dinner parties, meaning sit down cocktail parties.
5: Yeah, no, they were always like it was like a you know like a graduation party or a birthday party
1: or you know it was never, you never just,
2: ever host th- holidays. What, what what about
5: the adults? The the, the the your
2: your
3: your your parents' friends coming over no. and, and having? Oh,
1: see, yeah, we had plenty. We of used that. to have those. Yes. Yeah, there was like Friday night party, you know, whatever. Yee-haw. That's when we go as kids, going hmm. Maybe I should try smoking now. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's grab one of those butts. Let's light that up. I mean, because there's the 70s. You know, uh-huh. my parents, they were drinking and Earl, smoking all over the place. I got the new place. Red
3: Fox record.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on a second. Let's go to, okay, this one. And, and this is on this Reddit thread. I'm going to go to Valerie. Hey, Valerie, good morning.
10: Good morning, guys. You're
5: awesome.
1: Thank you. So something that you thought would happen a lot as an adult, but never really happens.
10: I always thought I would have to save strangers from choking, like in restaurants. <laughs> it
1: says here, it says, having to do CPR yeah, yeah. or the Heimlich yeah. Maneuver. I learned them in <laughs> exactly. middle school and was convinced that people choked and had heart attacks all over the place all the time.
10: All the time. because And you see it on TV. There's always somebody choking. Somebody runs up behind them and does the Heimlich, and they spit out like a chicken leg. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I thought I would just
3: have to randomly save people. I had to make sure I knew my CPR. There you go. They do. I dri- so it, that's a residual effect of what's drummed into your head in school. Now, it's good to know it, but perhaps I should tell kids this is a few and, you know, far yeah, yeah. between.
1: I, listen, I, I kind of, I concur with that. I, I thought rather than, you know, saving choking people, I thought that I would be like bandaging people and stuff. So I had first aid kits and things like that. Always at the ready.
3: Oh, I'll tell you one thing now. It it does actually raise the a uh, uh, memory for me. I thought I'd be square dancing a lot. <laughs> Cuz we were taught square dancing. You need to know that. We need to know it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I never have been nor would I want to attend
1: a square dance. But Steve I've seen you promenade before, and you do it with the best of them. I like Tony Manero. Mm -hmm.
2: Being the manager of a pool and a lifeguard at a pool, I did always have a first aid kit in my car, but I also had um, the face mask in case you needed to do CPR so you didn't have to actually mouth-to-mouth, mouth to to mouth. Mouth. Yeah, I had the face mask mm-hmm. in there because I thought if I have to do it, I want to save someone, but I don't want to touch their mouth. i know sorry,
3: I'm, I'm going to have to let him die. <laughs>
1: that He's going to have
2: to go. His
3: mouth, he has sores.
1: <laughs> I remember that. you the, Thinking that same thing too, Kathy, I'm like there's no way I'm putting my lips on some on dude's stranger. slobbering mouth. <laughs> And, and, of course, you know, now it wouldn't matter.
3: it, I'm dying!
1: <laughs> Gary, and you're going to continue. Uh, uh, how about this one? I like this. I'm going to go to Abigail. Hey, Abigail, good morning.
10: Good morning. You guys rock. Thank good you,
1: way. Abigail. What's up?
10: I always thought that you were going to be asked to recite the alphabet backwards to prove that you weren't drunk at a traffic stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I- practiced it a lot growing up and it has come into my life zero times.
1: <laughs> Abigail, hit it.
10: Z Y X W V T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F B D C B A. Yeah! Wow! Nice. Oh, give her some beer. Yes. We have a case of beer.
1: We, didn't give her. Oh, no. we don't Sorry. have beer. Ah, uh, oh, no. Mel, no. bummer. Oh my god, that was amazing. to <laughs> have, have nice. something. Nice job, Abigail.
5: Um, Very uh, no, we, we did. I had all these beer winner sheets, and then they got thrown away. I have no uh, idea
1: what happened. Somebody ah, clean no, up no, our studio. I didn't throw it away.
5: <laughs> so let me ask you: is that is that a standard
3: thing? I thought
1: you you have to recite the, al- the alphabet backwards. I
3: always thought it was just recite the alphabet.
1: No, I mean they've they've I've heard that used before. And And then uh, most people would go, really, man? Seriously? Come on.
2: Yeah. I can't Um, do it sober.
1: Yeah. And then they're like, aha! Right. I'm going to go to Jennifer next. Hey, Jennifer.
2: Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What?
1: What's up, Jennifer? (laughs) I've been waiting forever to do that. So... Listen, as a, as a kid, what did you think would be happening as an adult, but never really happens?
10: I always thought I was going to win concert tickets and trips, all those ones that you had to be 18 or older, 21
3: or older. <laughs> yeah, because they always say that, 18 or older. Yeah. yeah.
10: Yes, yes. So, and uh, panned out one time, but, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, well, hang one, in one there.
10: nothing. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. All
1: right. I know, I know what you mean, Jennifer. I had the same thing. I oh. thought, you know, just when I get to that age, I'll finally be able to grab that and I'll, I'll be a winner.
3: Yeah. All the
1: yeah. Time,
10: all the time. It's going to happen again. I know it. I just know it.
1: Thanks, Jennifer. And by the <laughs> way, for, you know, one of, one of the questions I'm asked most often or have been asked most often in this business is, how do I win that con? How do I call in and win? <laughs> What's the secret to yeah, getting yeah, through? Yeah. And there's none. There's, not. there's zero. And I don't know how sometimes there are some people who win more than others. And uh, who the hell knows? Because they're, 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 they're always yeah. like, how soon after you solicit do you guys actually start answering the phone calls? I'm like, whenever we feel like it, it varies. <laughs> it's not like, wait five seconds after yeah. I say it, start answering the phone. It's just, it's just random.
3: And we've also learned that there are certain areas... For whatever reason, that getting quicker. That, and really? Yes. Oh. Uh, and it's it's just bizarre, but that's
1: the case. I will go to Lauren next. Hey, Lauren. Good morning.
10: Good morning, guys. You guys rock.
1: Thank you, Lauren. So, what's something you thought would happen a lot as an adult, but never or barely happens?
10: Um. Well, I'm a teacher now, and all throughout school, I was always told that I was going to use algebra. Stuff, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and teach how to not curse either. Did I? <laughs> you potty
3: mouth. But yeah, no. It's it's a, it's the truth. You. Honestly, you you have teachers telling you this stuff, and some, some people will. If you become yeah. an engineer, you're going to use it a lot more. But all the there. stuff that I thought I absolutely... Had to know and retain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't use
1: any. There of this. are a lot of a lot of people are are, are chiming in on tech, saying the same thing: math, calculus, uh, algebra.
5: Definitely I, I, math. I mean, like arithmetic, but a like... basic understanding of math will certainly serve you. You're yeah, right.
3: And and, and, and a, a good working knowledge of English.
5: Yeah. would help. But I wonder how much of the complex math that I've learned over
1: the years I actually do use. Oh man. Oh, use. Yeah. I thought you would say remember. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, to be honest, simple division is about as complicated as I get with mm-hmm. any math in my regular day-to-day life, and that's very rare, too. Yeah. But other than multiplication, addition, and subtraction... Can you recite the numbers backwards?
5: <laughs>
3: uh, no.
1: From infinity back.
6: <laughs>
5: Only when I'm drunk.
6: <laughs> infinity minus one. Infinity minus two.
5: I... Um, I, I'm getting to a point now where I can't help my kids with their math homework anymore.
2: Oh.
5: It sucks. Oh yeah, and I used to be pretty good at math, but yeah. I, I, I have forgotten so much. Yeah.
2: There was a couple of things that Jay's brought home, um, more like grammatical stuff, and I'm like, all oh, right, wait, what is the long a? <laughs> like,
1: there's oddly enough, I thought that. Uh, you remember the movie um, Castaway, Tom Hanks? Yes. And he's in the cave, and he's trying to determine where the search area is. Yeah. And said it goes into events times pi minus this, blah, blah, blah. That search area of over 10,000 square miles. I'm like, how did he remember that math? <laughs> well, then he's like, it was in it's the three script. times
6: the size of, of Texas. Oh. So I'm like,
1: it was in the script. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. oh and the he script. knows how big Texas yeah. is. was well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: like, how do you know the square mileage of Texas? And it that's a... when I
1: said, you know what? If I'm ever stranded <laughs> on, a, yeah. on an island. <laughs> yeah. I might need to know geometry. Uh, right. yeah. Might save my life someday. <laughs> or so, don't work for FedEx. Yeah, that do. <laughs> yeah. Might save my
6: life.
1: <laughs> go to the <laughs> dentist. Uh, let me see here. Uh, here you go. I'll go to, we got to take a break in a second here, but I'm going to go to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning.
8: Good morning. You guys rock.
1: Thank oh. you, Bill. What's up, man? So what did you think? What would happen a lot as an adult?
6: I thought when I was younger, I always left everything on in my room, every light, every radio, everything on in the room. And I was like, you know what? My parents kept telling me, turn everything off. Turn it off when you leave. Well,
5: I said when I grow up, I'm going to turn everything on and leave it on. Guess what? Now I'm the guy telling all my kids. (laughs) Turn it off. There you go.
2: You pay the bills now.
5: Yeah, I didn't realize realize how much my mom and dad did for me growing up because it just got done. You know, so I didn't realize that, like, uh, scum just kind of, like, um, grows in the toilet, right. and you, you actually have to scrub that. I just always thought that the toilet was clean. And
1: then I'm like, oh, mommy. That must be the scum fairy. <laughs> I was thinking about that very thing yeah. on Saturday because I was, or no, I'm, I'm sorry, on Monday, which felt like a Saturday. <laughs> uh, I got, I was very productive, and I got a lot of stuff done around the house, and I felt good about myself, and I was happy. I'm like, this is a good day. <laughs> And I'm like, and I stopped for a moment. Well, why is this a good day? You've been busting your ass all day doing stuff. You were productive. Exactly. But it made me realize that same thing, Casey, that when you have a residence and all these areas (laughs) and the bigger the residence, the more work you have to do. And it's your stuff. And it's your stuff. You need to get it done or it doesn't get done. And as a kid, I never thought about that, which is why as a kid... Doing chores would have been like absolute torture to me, but as an adult, it actually feels good to do that. I
3: was mowing, I mowed my lawn on Saturday, and my lines were perfect laterally.
5: (laughs) And that's so great. And
3: it looks so good. And as I was mowing the lawn, people were driving by and giving me the thumbs up on my Halloween display. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my God, dude, they noticed. I'm awesome. (laughs) I am awesome.
5: I put a picture of my lines on my lawn up on uh, Instagram in the earlier uh, part of the uh, summer, late spring. It looks so good. That was uh, a perfect swastika. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And then people started commenting on it like, uh, it looks like your deck is bent uh, on your on your lawnmower. And they were like just kind of nitpicking. See, I was that's like, it. You'd never do that. <laughs> you bastard. You just make it, make it
3: <laughs> yourself, you know, know that you did a great thing. Like yeah. your lines
5: are curved. I'm like, it's because the street's curved. The, the, the lines are going with the street. The lines are Perfect. You're ruining my day. <laughs> I worked what? so hard on those lines. Got a
1: that, e- that ego is rock solid. There, you know what to do. If you want to get the Casey Complain. talking about my lines on my yeah, lawn. That's all you got to do. Uh, but no, keep that in mind, kids listening. You, as you grow up, you won't be encountering quicksand. You won't going be going to the opera. You won't be doing mm-hmm. CPR and. And the Hyman Maneuver every 10 minutes. Hyman Maneuver every 10 minutes. But you will be scrubbing toilets and cutting the lawn. There you go. So that's what you can have. So I like it. We're there. looking at the picture. The curves are fine, Casey. I know. Yeah, it <laughs> does go with the uh, with goes with the, the thing. Street. It goes I... with the curve
5: of the street. By the way, have any of you guys ever been to the opera? Ever? Yes.
2: Really? No, uh, I haven't. As a I've kid, I've always yeah. wanted to go. Really?
3: Yeah. You know what? It stinks.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> really? No, no it was seen, okay. It was all I've right. I've seen
1: the Nutcracker and... Um, yeah, I've seen a couple of Tommy, that's a rock opera. A rock okay. Opera. Does that count? Yeah. yeah. Nut- Nutcracker's yeah. more of a ballet. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. yeah, you are correct. But if you if you don't like hearing singing in a foreign language, a lot of times they're in foreign languages, it can be a bit, it can go over your head. Or just op- yell, yell out
2: in English. <laughs> yeah. There's an opera house in Philadelphia. Yeah. I've always wanted to go.
1: Okay. Not when it's open, but just. <laughs> you should do a night at the opera. You want to go with me? You <laughs> it <laughs> I go on a date?
2: Sure. Right.
1: You, what time do you show up to tailgate? <laughs> yeah, <right.
2: laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the contribution. We do appreciate We do appreciate the phone calls. I Should I give this one away? Yeah, buddy. This is the last $25 gift card that I have to give away. Where's my info sheet? I need this information. Make sure I pass this along. Uh, It is for uh, our friends at Stanley's Tavern. Uh, They're in North Wilmington, uh, 2838 Folk Road. Yeah. And I'll take call number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. And they have the Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle tomorrow night. And that happens to be taking over a different neighborhood bar every Thursday night this football season. Visit WMMR.com to learn when the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is coming to your neighborhood, but we know for sure tomorrow night it is going to be at Stanley's Tavern, and they have fantastic food. They brought in wings and ribs and cornbread and all kinds of good, great stuff. It's their really wing, great. Their, their ribs have been voted the best for the past 14 years by Delaware Today magazine, so you got to go by there. Call it 15-215-263-WMMR. We're going to give you that. We're going to come back in a second, and our friends from the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival are going to be here to tell us about what we can expect because it starts tomorrow. And also Rob Hyman of the Hooter Stopping yeah. in with Pierre when he comes in to be on the program. We'll be right back.
10: 933 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue, presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post run festival at Penn's Landing, featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first.
1: All right, I'm going to do a quick bizarre file and then we have a couple minutes to chat with our guests. All right, okay. here we go. Now,
0: WMMR
1: presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. And the bizarre file. All set up and brought to you this morning by our friends at the McGuff Bus Company. McGuff Bus Company is hiring, earned, industry, top dollar, get guaranteed hours, yearly raises, and monthly bonuses. Love where you work at McGuffBus.com. Well, the bullfighter boyfriend of a Spanish royal is gravely ill after being gored in the thigh and groin. So Mat- he's he's ill on top of having his nuts ripped off? No, oh. no, no. That's why he's oh, ill. Oh, okay. Uh, Matador Gonzalo Caballero was injured during a tournament to mark Hispanic Day in Madrid's Las Ventas uh, Bullring and is in very serious condition. The bull's horn punctured a vital vein. Uh, he's the boyfriend of Victoria Federica, niece to the king of Spain who watched on in horror from the VIP area on a Spanish day of national celebrations. Uh, Caballero clutched his crotch as he was taken from the bull ring in an effort to curb the prolific bleeding. He was operated on in the infirmary for more than two hours and then transferred to a medical center. The bull had been pierced by a sword in the back of its neck, but fought on and charged Caballero, strike him in the leg and tossing the matador helplessly in the air before hitting him again as he lay prone. The second attack cut his femoral vein. Ladies and gentlemen, the current score is Bull One, Matador Zero. The beaten bullfighter was carried from the ring by staff, leaving a trail of crimson in the sand as he failed to stem the blood flow. Wow! Man. And even though the bull does that, they still they still off him. Uh, Caballero had only just returned to the ring after spending months recuperating from an earlier goring. So that's time. tough, man. When you ever see footage of that? Yeah, it's brutal. I only have time for one more story. I'm sorry to keep this so short, but time wise, we gotta we gotta uh, stay on the ball here. Okay. A Florida man who called 911 to report his roommate, who allegedly stole his weed, was asked to please stop calling the Pasco County Sheriff's Office.
3: Yeah, the roommate keeps taking my weed. (laughs) He wouldn't stop calling them. I hate to be a nuisance, but arrest him.
1: Video was posted onto the Pasco County Sheriff's Office Twitter page on Saturday night of a deputy responding to a call about stolen weed. I
3: can't find my heroin.
1: He said that the person called 911 because his roommate stole his weed specifically twenty dollars worth twenty dollars
3: uh the deputy, job for the authorities
1: the deputy in the video says that uh he's upset he's calling 9 one and i got to go give him a call and <laughs> tell him to stop calling please it is legal in florida I don't is know. it uh medically medical, at least medical okay marijuana is yes all right and there you go sorry to keep it short that's your bizarre file but we got to get to our next guest because we still have another guest even after this guest we're doing off to the next break so we got to keep things. it's going. crazy we are welcoming to the program the, the gentleman who is the executive director for the Philadelphia Film Society. He's been here before, and we are happy to have him back. Please welcome Andrew Greenblatt yeah. to the program. Good to see you, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing well. Great to see you all. Excellent. So uh, you guys
8: are getting set tomorrow is when this all begins? That's right. We kick off tomorrow and run through Sunday the 27th.
3: I'm looking through the uh, the booklet here, the, uh, the the playbill of whatever you would want to call it, and... Uh, this might be your, your mega ban a year. You have a ton of movies that there's a lot of buzz about.
8: We do. It's, uh, it's a great year. I, I I like to say every year is our best year. Yeah, so it's, it's okay. It's, so it's a, absolutely a good part our to best have. year yet.
3: Yeah, it's, it keeps getting better. I'm noticing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to go through, um, obviously, all the things that you are doing. But I've been hearing a lot about this movie that you guys are premiering, Knives Out, with Daniel Craig, like an old-style whodunit.
8: It is. It's, from the director uh, like, of the movie Looper. That's right. Yeah. It's like uh, Agatha Christie movie uh, I with love a little this. Hitchcock built in and one of the biggest all-star casts of the year. It's Chris
3: Evans and a whole
8: bunch of others. Daniel Craig. So yeah. James Bond is in it, giving his best uh, Southern drawl. And uh, Christopher Plummer and Michael Shannon and Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson. Wow. I could just keep going. It's yeah. And it's fantastic. You've seen it? I, I have. Uh, it's so do you can't get, miss. Do you get to see everything before it uh... We are curated everything delay? before we put it in the festival. Yes.
5: Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me about this movie, just mercy? Cause we're going to have some people in on Friday, um, that are screenwriters and, and they star in the movie.
8: That's great. Uh, yeah. Just mercy. It's a really powerful film. It's about Brian Stevenson, the, his real life story. Uh, he's an attorney who moved down from Delaware to Alabama to start the equal justice initiative and try to get, uh, people off of death row who are, incorrectly convicted yeah uh really powerful really important really uh really timely because it deals with class and race uh we're thrilled that brian will be with us uh at the screening some of the cast the writer i'm, I'm guessing everyone who's coming in on friday will be with us it's going to be a really uh special night on no it's Thursday.
3: cool It, it synergized as well when you have this because we'll get a lot of these people come in we love to talk to the uh, behind the scenes people as well and you're also debuting the irishman Before before it debuts on Netflix.
8: That's right, well before, yes. Yeah,
3: yeah, so this is the sweeping crime site. So it's like three hours plus, is it's, it not? I
8: think it's coming in at 3.15 right now. Three wow. hours and 15
3: minutes. Scorsese's story of, of uh, it's Jimmy Hoffa
8: and his bodyguard, basically, correct? It is, who's from Philly. Right? Yeah. And that's, I, so there's, there's big Philly ties to it. They, uh, the Schuylkill is featured multiple times in the movie, although it is not the real Schuylkill. Right. Um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's De Niro and Pacino and Pesci and Harvey Keitel and Bobby Connerville. Again, another huge cast uh, it's, it's, How is it? um, it's fantastic. It's like the last of his, uh, mafia, movies. massive crime. I but mean, they, they
3: yeah. say it's amazing now they they've, they, they've used the big, a lot has been made about this de-aging computer generated stuff that they're doing and they're making De Niro and everybody look much younger. Uh, is it a distraction or does it work?
8: I think it works. I think. It's, you know, at when it first hits you, yeah. you, you get used to it. Uh, but as you go on, you, you lose it. like okay. You're just in the movie and you're watching them age and you're not even thinking that, oh my God, how'd they do that. Okay, so, just, so really it works. It. It's really, uh, De Niro's eyes, I think, will get you more than anything else because I think he's got blue eyes in the movie and that's not the De Niro we know.
3: Okay, all right. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, who does it better than Scorsese? Jojo Rabbit is another one we were just talking about, which yeah. is a satiric, uh, Dark anti yeah, yeah. war
8: movie. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It, yeah. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It is clearly unlike anything you've seen in, in recent years. It's in that Doctor Strange love type reign where it's funny, but it's making its points. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't go too far, but it goes up to that line.
1: Cool. In the, in the middle of this, of, of the, uh, the program we have here, is the screening schedule. Uh, and it's, you guys are just, you are always jam-packed. Jammed. How, how yes. many films all together? So we're be
8: 120 playing? films this year, yes. 40 plus countries. Uh, it'll be 150, 160 total screenings throughout the festival. Of the 120... Uh, We say 115-plus are Philadelphia premieres, never before seen in the city, Uh, many months before you'll have a chance to see them, many that you'll never have a chance to see in a theater. Uh, So this is that opportunity. And then the last five are in that From the Vaults category, so they're films that are either celebrating an anniversary or we want to uh, look back at the career of someone who's recently passed away. And who
3: would that be this year?
8: Uh, Well, so we're doing Magnolia uh, for its 20th anniversary and for Ricky Jay, who passed away. Uh, We're doing Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet because he passed ah, away we're yeah. doing both of those on 35 millimeter uh we're doing defending your life uh to look back at uh, rip torn Brooks? yeah also on 35 i
5: love that movie it's uh, a great it's movie So good it's yeah. so
8: good and then the other two we're doing audition which is the Mike film so wow years. that's we're not, a brutal so, film and if people haven't seen it just come and experience <laughs> that and we're it's, doing
3: it's one of the sickest but people who have seen you'll you will never you'll never forget
8: it you'll never forget, you'll never forget it. It. what was forget it again Audition.
1: Audition. Oh, Audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
8: That and Blue Velvet. And we're doing those two on 4K. So they've also never been seen in the city like this. It's our brand new projector, and it's our way to show it off.
3: So you can – and this is a great way. You you can, in one fell swoop, see, if you plan your schedule right, movies that will be talked about for the rest of the year ahead of the curve – you know, And a lot of these will be end up being Oscar contenders.
8: Absolutely. Yeah. We're six out of the last seven films that won the Best Picture premiered in our festival, and it was the first opportunity to see it here.
1: Yeah. How about tickets uh, to these shows? How do you do that?
8: Easiest way is the website, filmadelphia.org F-I-L-M-A-D-E-L-P-H-I-A dot O-R-G. Or you can go to the box office at the Philadelphia Film Center, 1412 Chestnut Street, or the other theaters we use when we start on Friday, the Ritz East and the Ritz Five.
1: Okay, and we'll have all this information we'll link on press and steve.com but it's exciting when this happens each year and you guys do such a great job so thank you we appreciate the uh, the continued opening up our eyes to awesome new cinematic adventures it's awesome yeah excellent thank you so much for being here thank Uh, you so so much Andrew by the way the executive director of the uh, Philadelphia Film Society and Philadelphia Film Festival starts tomorrow through the 27th so get your tickets we gotta take a break sorry to keep it short but we gotta stay on time for some stuff we'll be right back stay with us Get social with Preston and
0: Steve in WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
3: Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond engagement rings are ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com
1: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are scheduled to have Rob Hyman uh, in the studio of the Hooters along with Pierre Robert uh, because it's a very special event uh, coming up, uh, being inducted into the Philadelphia Walk of Fame with the Philadelphia Music Alliance Gala uh, coming up on the 22nd. So we'll see when they get here and uh, have a chance to talk to them. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to do today's lesson question. God damn it. Yep, I'm going <laughs> to need that.
6: You want an early one or a late one? one?
1: Uh, let's do an early one. By the way, we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for Six Flags Great Adventure and Safari. <laughs> All right, so... Let's get uh, the question from the gimp. Let's do the question. Nick, right. just printing them in. What uh, them what,
6: ki- what kind of shoes did Caitlyn Jenner have to nail to her feet? What <laughs> kind of shoes did Caitlyn Jenner have to nail to her feet? Okay, and they're not horseshoes. Not. No.
1: All right, 215-263-WMMR. All right, so what kind of shoes... Uh, did Caitlyn Jenner have to nail to her feet? That was earlier this morning. Two one five two six three 263 wmmr If you were around at that time and you heard it, then we need to hear from you because you might win the prize. So give us a call. And while you're calling, we are going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Davis Hyundai. Get to Davis Hyundai in Ewing, New Jersey, and check out the new vehicles like the Palisade. Davis Hyundai, home of the no payments for a full year. Go to davishunday.com. What's going on, Steve?
3: Well, a modest house in the Chicago burbs that sits on the lot where John Wayne Gacy murdered 33 people and buried 29 is up for sale. As the realtor puts it, for just $450,000, you can enjoy easy access to the Windy City, great schools, and never sleeping again for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> oh, my God
3: Madonna wrapping up her latest tour with a new boyfriend twenty five year old choreographer and dancer ala Mick Williams the sixty one year old Madonna says she had not been looking for a new relationship but fresh penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, John Goslin saying he is committed to protecting his kids from ex Kate Goslin, who he says is consumed by her quest for fame. John says it could, uh, if he could, he would have all the kids living with him, but there's just not enough room in his dumpster. <laughs> oh, all
1: righty, we shall see if anybody knows the answer to this lesson question. What kind of shoes did uh, Caitlyn Jenner have to nail to her feet? Two one five two six three WMMR. Uh, we're going to check in with Gary, see if he happens to know the answer. Hey, Gary.
7: Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy.
1: All right, Gary. <laughs> what kind of shoes did Caitlyn Jenner have to have nailed to her feet? Strappy Jimmy Choo's. Jimmy Choo's, Yeah. Yes. A set of strappy ones. Hang on, Gary. You got yourself some tickets. We have a four-pack. Uh, for Six Flags Great Adventures and Great Adventure in Safari, you can take uh, your fear for a ride at Six Flags Fright Fest, with over twenty haunted attractions and more zombies than ever before. Thrills by day, fright by night. Weekends through November third. Let's get to the music news now. Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 three three WMMR.
4: Yeah! yeah! Shut the.
1: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> All right. Uh, brought to you by davis hyundai get to davis hyundai in ewing new jersey check out the new vehicles like the palisade davis hyundai home of the no payments for a full year go to davishyundai.com. is that correct i did yeah. it twice yep. okay cool mm. I'll make sure i got that right so we flirted with this a little bit earlier but the 2020 nominations for the rock and roll hall of fame have been announced with Soundgarden, nine inch nails judas priest motorhead depeche mode Todd Rundgren, Kraftwerk, Rufus and Shaka Khan, uh, the MC5, Pat Benatar, Whitney Houston, Dave Matthews Band, the Notorious B.I.G., T. Rex, and Thin Lizzy—all up for possible induction. I'm okay with all those. Uh, yeah, Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. I don't see that. Um, Whitney Houston. I mean, they've already done. They already. <laughs> she rocked. I mean, they already had Donna Summer and a few other ones of that ilk, yeah. but I'm still...
3: It doesn't... I know, I've but, but over c- compared it. to who they put in there already, yeah, if I they're going to put in Donna Summer, why not Whitney Houston? But you're okay,
2: are okay with Pat open. Benatar, not Whitney?
1: Oh, yeah, by far. Pat yes, Benatar, okay. as far as rock yeah, goes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't uh, see I, that no, as no. rock music?
2: Uh, no. You better run! Yes. You better hide. Run. Okay, all right. You all right. better leave! I guess side. more
1: so than Whitney. <laughs> yeah. And this, definitely.
3: man. You don't think that's rock? Her husband's one of the best guitarists, rock guitarists. Absolutely. Yeah, he's fantastic. Listen, I love that she's
2: in it. I just thought you guys were going to... No. I didn't realize you were going to be bet okay. Pat Benatar has
1: complete cred. She could, be, she could be the original rock chick. And I know that there were other female rock artists like your dad, Fitzgerald. Well, your dad's lover. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Janis. Uh, or Janis Joplin. But she was a little more bluesy. And uh, and Pat was one of the first breakout front women of a band who just rocked pretty hard on stage. Who did your dad say was the better lover, Pat? <laughs> he didn't know Pat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely rock. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, the Top Rock Hall Vote Getters will be announced in January and inducted on uh, May 2nd, 2020 at Cleveland's Public Hall with the event airing live. I think it's actually, Pet Benatar is way overdue, to be honest. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how long ago her first song came out, but...
5: How many do they let in? I mean, uh, I know they have a bunch of nominees. Is it five?
1: Uh, five. The top five acts will comprise a fan's ballot uh, that will count as one of the ballots that determine the class of 2020. Uh, that is a good question, Casey, and I don't have that information handy, Exactly how many they induct into the hall each year.
5: Because of of those, um, what I would put in would definitely be... um, Pat Benatar would would definitely be in.
1: um, uh, Judas Priest, Motorhead, i put them in for sure. That's me. I'm I'm just jumping in here if you don't mind. (sighs) No, I don't mind. T-Rex has had a ton of influence over the years. Absolutely,
6: T-Rex deserves to be in. Uh, Thin Lizzy, awesome rock band,
1: man. Uh, Motorhead. Motorhead, yeah,
6: yeah. I don't know how you don't put Dave Matthews Band in. I mean, I think they've earned it. They, you know, they're like first or second time nominees, but I mean, just like as far as records sold and
1: concert tickets sold and albums, and I don't know. That, but that's my opinion. I just think there's some people that are in front of them in the line, maybe. Uh, but they, they're going to get in. They, yeah. they they will be in. Uh, so it, who's to say? Uh, but anyhow, to be eligible, uh, each nominee's first single or album had to be released in 1994. Or earlier, yeah. So Pat goes back to the late 1970s. I think this nominee class is pretty damn strong. I don't know. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. I just a question mark on Whitney Houston and Notorious B.I.G. I feel like me personally. I feel like Whitney's going to get in. Uh, Quite possible. I mean, Mm -hmm. one of the greatest voices of all time.
3: Yes. Is it rock? No. Probably. Was it ever rock? No. But that doesn't seem to be a defining. um,
5: But did she smoke
3: rock? Yes.
2: Yes. yes,
5: absolutely. Constantly. A lot. And Jeez. lots of it. It's good logic.
1: Yeah.
2: Rest in peace. <laughs> she will be missed. <laughs> Thank you. She sure. will be missed.
1: <laughs> Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins and his band, the Coattail Riders, will release their third studio album titled Get the Money. And it's going to be on November 8th. And the band has shared a preview track called Cross the Line that features guest appearances from Dave Grohl. And, yes, vocalist John Davison. What? John Davidson is in yes. What? Who? What? When? John Anderson. John Anderson. In yes. Anderson. <laughs> Isn't John Davidson from uh, crab? <laughs> Hollywood <incredible>. Squares? <laughs> yeah, he, he
3: hosted Hollywood
1: Squares. That was John Davidson. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Davidson. Oh. That's really crazy. He's John Davidson. That's crazy. No. He hosted Hollywood Squares. Yeah. And remember, he would sing uh yeah. some of the questions some from time that's to time. That's right. Yep.
3: He had amazing hair.
1: <laughs> uh in addition. <laughs> we'll let Pierre Solo for a minute. He still has amazing hair. He does. Is it, he
5: does?
3: He yeah. does. Okay.
1: Look at him there. In addition to Grohl and Davison, it says here, good Lord, that's got to be that's John Adams.
3: services? That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> and it,
3: John Adams, the lead singer of Yes.
1: Got a guest on the wait wasn't he on the Adams Family? Was no, was Don, Don, Don Adams. No,
3: that wasn't Don Adams. No, you're thinking of Charles Adams,
1: Charles who Adams. created the Adams. Who's Don
5: Adams? Family.
3: Don, Don, Don Adams, Adams was get smart, was, get smart. Get smart.
1: Maxwell <laughs> Smart. smart. <laughs> I'm
4: right.
1: sharp as a tack. This oh, radio
6: show, you guys. There is a John Davison. John Davison, uh, who Preston is currently reading about, who is a uh, singer in and yes. He's Shut been, up! He's been the lead vocalist for, of the progressive rock band Yes since 2012. Now Yes has had a lot of different oh. iterations. Oh. He doesn't count them. Right. No, he, I mean he's the guy. All if right. you go see, if you go see the band that's called Yes now, okay. their lead he's singer there. is a guy named Jay, John Davison. Is John Anderson no longer with the band? That's correct. They and have. They, had, they've had a bunch of different uh, iterations, but the one that's legally trademarked as the band Yes right now, okay, is this guy. That's a scam. I'd yeah. be
3: thrilled if I showed up and this guy with his hair. Well, Hollywood kind of, Squares. No,
1: not him. Showed Different up. <laughs> John Davis. You are not the lead singer of Yes. All right. Uh, in addition to Grohl and Davison, guests on the LP include Pat Smear, uh, Queens drummer Roger Taylor, the Eagles' Joe Walsh, Jeff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, Nancy Wilson from Heart, the Pretenders' Chrissy Hine, Perry Farrell, Leanne Rhymes, and more. All right. Well, that was a little confusing, but I think we hashed it out. Speaking of Guns and Roses, which I mentioned just a moment ago, "Sweet Child of Mine" is now officially the first music video from the 1980s to reach a billion views on YouTube. A billion views on YouTube! Wow! This is the second such milestone for the band, whose 1992 video for "November Rain" became the first uh, became in 2018 the first and so far only clip from the 1990s.
4: Billions and billions to reach and the coveted. In- Billions and billions
1: and billions and coveted billion view mark. Billions and billions and billions and billions. Sweet Child of Mine was a breathtaking commercial smash for the first Guns album. Billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. 1987's Appetite for Destruction. Billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. remains. Billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and
5: billions. another minute and a half. Best-selling U.S. debut album ever,
1: with more than 30 million copies.
5: and billions and billions and
4: billions and billions and billions and billions
5: and
1: billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and
3: billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and
1: billions and billions Oh my God! Uh, yeah, when did that happen? It says uh, "Appetite for Destruction" remains the best-selling U.S. debut album. Oh, okay. Ever with more than thirty. Better million known copies. as
3: "Appetite for a Turk." Duck <laughs> uh,
1: shifted worldwide, and then one last story: a new documentary called "The Rainbow" features interviews with Ozzy Osbourne slash Gene Simmons, Lita Ford, and the late Lemmy Kilmeister and many others in a look at the vast and legendary history of Hollywood's famed Rainbow Bar and Grill and also Whiskey-A-Go-Go on the Sunset Strip. Uh, The film gives viewers an inside look at the Meglieri family who owned both venues and dedicated their lives to preserving rock history. Uh, That will be interesting. It's going to be wonderful. Yes, (laughs) Gene will be absolutely a fan of the Meglieri family. Thrilled to see that. Uh, About the rainbow. About the rainbow. Did they serve chicken there? They did
3: not serve chicken.
1: No. That's at my request. Okay. Those noble
0: beasts. Uh, (laughs) You can't kill a chicken. No. I Uh,
1: love Gene Simmons appearing. (laughs) I love it. That was originally going to be the title for rock and roll over. You can't right. kill a chicken. You can't kill a chicken. <laughs> but the band decided that they would go in a different direction. Mighty beast. Uh, the Rainbow will be available on demand on October 29th. That should be interesting. That's where, like, heavy metal got its birth. It really or is. Part, or one of the yeah. areas where heavy metal in America it's One of, one of its the birth. areas. That yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yes. I just
5: need to bring up uh, the fact that Preston redid his bathroom. Uh, he made it a rock and roll bathroom. And his toilet paper dispenser is a Gene Simmons face, and he bought red toilet paper that comes out as Gene like Simmons. tongue? Oh, I gotta Amazing.
6: come over and take a poop.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's weird wiping your butt with red toilet paper. I, try. I will admit that. I've but... had my tongue in worse. <laughs> <laughs> the a family show. Absolutely. <laughs> I will. Uh, when I'm totally done with it, I will take pictures of it. But maybe right. I'll just take a picture of the Gene Simmons uh, toilet roll dispenser. It's, it's oh, pretty cool. the I had Jackie Bam Bam
5: send over pictures of his rock and roll bathroom as well. Okay. And you guys need to have a rock and roll bathroom competition.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, we're going to stay in the in the vein of rock and roll right now. And uh, welcome two rockers to our studio as we speak who are being inducted into the Philadelphia Walk of Fame. This is wonderful. Uh, And, in fact, there is a gala that's taking place on the 22nd, and tickets will be available for this at philadelphiamusicalliance.org. First of all, you heard the laugh in the background, our good friend, Mr. Pierre Robbins. Pierre is being inducted into the Walk of Fame, which we have mentioned before on the show. And there's more. But wait, there's more. Joining him, a good friend of this radio station, a good friend of Pierre's and ours, from the Hooters, Mr. Rob Hyman is here.
9: And he brought
1: his Hooter with him. No, he brought his uh, instrument with him. Good to see you, Rob. How you doing? Leave
9: home without it. I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
1: (laughs) Good, man. Thanks for coming
9: by. Thanks for having us.
1: How has life been with you? It's been a little while since we've seen you here in the studio. And uh, it's.
9: Just keeps ticking away. That's correct. <laughs> In-
3: ineluctably.
9: Hey, yes. I was I
1: was happy to see amongst your many accomplishments and more songwriting that you contributed to the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants musical. I did what? And that was a.
9: Sh- News to peer. I didn't know that. And it was a
1: huge success, right?
9: Uh, it was a good show. Yes, it, yeah. it's closed now, but it had a good run. And uh, Cindy Lauper and I wrote a song. It was a weird phone call. You want to write a song for <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> and I said, of course. And sure. We did. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it was a great thing. I saw the show. It was a lot of fun. That's
1: cool. So you were you commissioned to do that? Did they seek you out or seek Cindy uh, out, yeah, and she got in what touch they- with you.
9: Well, what they did with that show, which was kind of unique, I think, was you normally have a a book writer and a songwriter. what Two or three people that write a whole Broadway show. In in this case, I don't know if they were the first, but they wanted a lot of different artists to just contribute one song. So they wanted all different genres. Tina Landau was the director and she had this vision. Let's just go everywhere. They had Aerosmith. They had Lady Antebellum, they had uh, John Legend, they had us, uh, Cindy and I. So I, they had, um, the idea was for each scene, a, a particular scene, they want a particular song. So, you know, it's a crapshoot. Not everything works. And we kind of knew what the what the scene was, so you write a little specifically for that mm-hmm. Um but after that, it's just a, you know, again, you just put it in the hopper, see what happens. So they had all these different artists. Oh, Flaming Lips, was. we sat next to them. That uh-huh. was a big thrill. Oh, wow. um, I was sitting next to Wayne from Flaming Lips at the uh, premiere <laughs> uh, of the show. So they invited all the writers, and uh, of course, and not everyone came, but he did. And... um you know, we we had our little song in there. It was bizarre. Which What's character? It
1: like? Which character sang? Your actually,
9: song? SpongeBob sings it with Patrick. Okay. And, um, awesome. My kids are big fans. Actually, very critical fans. So they had they went with a lot of um, you know trepidation, like don't screw it up. And, <laughs> and apparently, they said it was very true to the show. I mean, I know the show, but not every little you know bits and bit in piece like they do. Right. But they the whole set and the whole uh, the way they staged it, you walk in the theater and you're underwater. You know, the whole theater is the set. Yeah. So it was very clever, very day glow, very colorful. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man, I, cool.
3: I hope they bring it back. No, I'd love for-
9: Actually, yeah. they are. It's touring and it's coming to Philly. All right. Excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, uh, excellent. Like SpongeBob high, but, but apparently it's on the road and I believe it is coming to Philly in December and if you get a chance, uh, check it out. It's fun. What's you awesome. like to hear your song in a Broadway production. Sung, sung by SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are. <laughs> uh, no, it was a thrill. I mean, you know, they, it was a little song we th- threw in and then we had some conversations back and forth with the director. Can you tweak this and that? And then they did it. It was Fantastic. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really
1: fun. You guys have received all kinds of awards throughout the years, and uh, some here in Philadelphia, I assume. And, uh, you know, being a part of the, the Walk of Fame, that's got to be a nice feather well, in the this is,
9: this is a biggie, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll be in the sidewalk. You know, uh, it's a thrill. I mean, we're very honored. 39 years with this band. We started in 1980. Next oh. year is our 40th. So we're getting up there. Like it. <laughs> so if these things are going to happen, let's do it soon. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah,
3: you might as well... Get it in there under the wire, yeah, but no, obviously you're, you're going great guns still.
9: So Thank you. Yeah, 40 years and counting uh, with Eric and David, our original, uh, my, Eric and I formed it, and then David, of course, the original drummer. He was a founding member, and then some people have come and gone, all great players over the years, but we're still doing what we do, so the but same way your, we do
0: it. Even your current lineup, John Lilly's been there John, since eighty five.
9: 80- 83, I know he's one of the new kids. <laughs> you're right.
0: And Fran's been uh, Fran, your bass player's been there since Fran
9: joined eighty six, eighty seven. Right,
0: and then you got Tommy, who's relatively new. And we're always
9: a five piece. Then we Eric broke his shoulder right before a tour skiing. Don't ski, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, and uh, we found an Eric's uh, doppelganger, whatever. This Tommy Williams, uh, who's from New York, our token New Yorker. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who plays everything beautifully, and so we are now six piece with Tommy. Yeah,
1: uh, Pierre. What, what are your thoughts on joining this with these guys who have you have had a partnership with so many years?
0: It's it's just uh, you know when Randy Alexander called me, uh, who's uh, helps out with the Philadelphia Music Alliance. Um, I just I had to sit down for a minute. It was just like wow, that's that's amazing. Rob and Eric to their credit, have been inducted already as songwriters. But this is the first time the whole band is. But it, the synchronicity of me being blessed to um, s- to be in uh, in the same class, I guess, as you, <laughs> um, it is, is a thrill. Uh, one of the very first uh, shows I ever saw was the Hooters at the Chestnut Cabaret, hosted by Joe Bonadonna from MMR. And that's where I applied to work at MMR. That's uh, wild. I, I met him. Or I, I converse with him, and he said, um, "Come out, and we'll talk tonight." I'm hosting a show at the Chestnut Cabaret, and I had just gotten here. I go, "What's the Chestnut Cabaret?" And he goes, "I'm hosting the Hooters." And I go, "Who are the Hooters?" What's a hooter? <laughs> and, <what's a> hooter? <laughs> and that's but that's uh, that's where I applied to uh, work. So the synchronicity is is quite there, and um, and then for the. Uh, you know the Hooters and myself to be in in the same class as the Philadelphia Orchestra. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Know. I mean, they would be worthy of that. I don't know that I'm worthy of that. Mm-hmm. And then Evelyn Champagne King and the OJs and uh, several others. Uh, it's it's amazing, but all cool.
3: all well well deserving. And you're you're essential to you know the this uh, music uh, getting out, Pierre, and and what you've uh, what you've meant to Philadelphia. And I mean, it, it it must be weird though you know you're you're moving along and just living your life and doing everything as you know you 're as, as vital as ever and and but uh, it, it you do have to pause sometimes and go, oh my god yes this has been this
0: has been a an amazing run, a long strange trip yes <laughs> I like that, yeah, but I mean you know from a band perspective i've thought about this often, you know you do a gig and then you do another gig and you do another gig, and you guys always try to make each one the best one, but then um all of a sudden. You have a year of gigs and then you have two years and five years and ten years and albums you know, and all of a sudden you still are just doing what you do what you what you do, but you've assembled a body of work yeah um, and, and that's every so often someone will reflect on that and
9: uh, well you're uh, only slightly behind us in terms of longevity'm <laughs> right? I'm, I'm,
0: you're about to be f- 40 we're, years. We're
9: 39 in counting. 30. I'll be
0: 39 in November. Okay. Uh, and you'll be 40 years as men. Next, band- next year's our 40th. Okay. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. Right. It's amazing. amazing.
9: Go figure. And MMR, look, I mean, you guys are one of the last ones standing too, yeah. right? So yeah. 50 years. And driving. 51 yeah. years. Yeah. Long live rock. <laughs> but I mean,
0: you know, the Hooters start When I came here in 81, MMR would be playing. Uh, all kinds of local bands, and not just, you know, on a specialty show, but all day long. So you'd hear Robert Hazard and then David Bowie. Uh, next hour, you'd hear the A's and Jimi Hendrix. Next hour, you'd hear the Hooters and, you know, John Mellencamp or something like that. I mean, they were, the the bands that were, you know, from this area were built right into everyday playlist. And then, uh, which was really cool. Did Notorious
9: er- B.I.G. and Whitney Houston, uh, right? <laughs> I, did Did
1: early support start from MMR?
9: Rob in the it, right there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, MMR was the first to play us. Okay. back when De- they played a demo uh, song we had uh, called "Man in the Street," which was an instru- ska instrumental of all things, a little cassette. And yeah, they played it in "Zombies," which we've been playing since 1980. Uh, Different versions songs? of that Different song. Different versions, but yes. It's, it's permutate. We, we tend to do that, uh, but um, those songs right from the beginning, and MMR absolutely was playing local bands. People were, they, uh, they would come to the clubs, and it was a you know, synergy that was going on, was, but
0: their model—I mean, the way they the way they pursued it with a uh, demo tape and they brought it to the station. I think Michael Tearson was the first to play it in the Gorilla Theater show on uh, in the evenings, and then you know, eventually they got some singles out. And the station played the singles, and eventually they went in and recorded uh, a local album called Amore, uh, and it went on to sell one hundred and fifty thousand so, copies, give yeah. or take, which is unheard of. In the early 80s, and that brought them to the attention of the national record companies and, you know, and on and on from there. So, but, um, you know, it's 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 an amazing journey for them. And, and the fact that they're every bit as vibrant now as they were then. In fact, there are a handful of bands, I would say, that play better now than they did in the day. And you guys are one of them. Or
9: just your hearing is degraded over the, the thing years. the our, our aging audience, you know, they, 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 the hearing's a little dull. <laughs> well,
3: you know, the, the, <laughs> yes, the Goldbergs episode, they repeated oh again with God. you guys. It's, yes. it's hilarious. What was
9: that like? We were on the Goldbergs. That was crazy. They flew us out to L.A. They, they wanted to do a show. Uh, it's, a, it's 80s Philly, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and we had been in touch on and off over the years. You know, like, it, this has to happen through different connections. And they finally called us. And, and I think they were going to have, like, a alike band or something. And then someone said, let's get the real thing so we went out and they staged a mini concert I guess a simulation of the Tower Theater and we're doing a little concert in in full getup wigs the whole nine yards it was great and they (laughs) they, they, they kept the the
3: angle at a respectable well
9: that yeah we said watch the (laughs) (laughs) close-ups especially you know high definition is not our friend
0: (laughs) but in the early days uh, when the band took off with the release of the debut album Nervous Night they um, they all had high hair first of all remember it's 85 and and they, but each Somewhat. band member had a different color. Yes, Rob was white, Eric was black, John was red, David was yellow. You know, and so when they did that recreation, they got you back in those colors, which they haven't used in a they thousand did. years. They did,
9: yeah. It's a little bit of trivia while you're talking. They, they said uh, we want to do the cut. Co- well, they asked about wardrobe. We said, well, back then we used to all dressed in a color. We, you know, it was easy keeping the laundry straight on the road. <laughs> um, so they said, fine. And they, they asked if you have any original clothing. I am a pack rat of sorts, much to everybody else's whatever <laughs> disgust. But I found the jacket I wore on the cover of Nervous Night. Come on. Uh, and I think it actually at Live Aid, so I said, I found the jacket. What do you think? They'd definitely bring it. So that was the jacket I wore. Wow, uh, that's so, cool. No all those- and Live Aid as well? Yes. Wow. So it's all those naysayers like, Rob, why do you keep all that crap? And you fit. That's right? why. There you <laughs> go. You stayed in shape. There you when go. you guys were on,
1: on set, was everything plugged in and were you able to play it a little bit? And uh, fun we, that were,
9: we were lip syncing. Okay. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was a little complicated. Although they said, can you guys play some songs? They said, well, we would need a full PA and all our equipment. It's going <laughs> to take a little more than 10 minutes. So we were lip-syncing to, and we danced, and it was again a simulated concert uh, right. event, and uh, we were on for all of like 15 seconds. But <laughs> it was a, it was a good fun 15 seconds. That's very cool. fun. Yeah. Pierre, how many of
1: their music videos did you appear in? Uh, I think one for two. sure. Was I was two? in "And We Danced," uh, oh, which was yeah. filmed in the old Exton
0: mm-hmm. Exton Drive drive-in, In, long gone. Um, I think and, "Day by Day," maybe, and "Day by Day," which was filmed at the Tower, Tower. Theater. That's right. Uh, they they do a little audience pan, and you can see me clapping along. Uh, and then um, in the in the first one, in "And then We Danced," that it's a, it's in a um, the drive in, and Robin and Eric are playing in the beginning, and then all these people come in. And, um, then there's a scene where bikers come in or something and. It, does that, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they're by the concession stand, and that's where I'm standing eating popcorn or something like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, you have to freeze Did, what was
3: your to What was your process it? for well, a, No,
0: I really I, – I had to go into my inner self to get that uh, character. Because and I How would someone eat popcorn? Well, Marty Scorsese, he, he really helped me a Marty. lot. Marty? Uh, yeah. Marty uh, called you? Yeah, and Bob. Yeah. Bobby, uh, was, Bob yeah. De Bobby, Bobby De Niro? Bobby yeah. De Niro. Uh, they both helped me prepare for the role. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> wow uh so yeah, rob so. clearly you're you're still writing uh music, and uh, how busy do you stay with that?
9: You know pretty busy. We all have lots of uh odd jobs uh home studios uh we kind of moonlight with other artists we 're still doing that writing with other artists uh, probably more than than really with our group but we'll we'll try to get something new out uh, you know it's just been a, a nonstop stop uh Routine, typically in the summer, spring and summers, we've been playing mostly overseas. We we always play some homecoming shows in the what, fall.
3: What's your biggest uh, What's your biggest country outside of the United States to play?
9: Uh, Germany is Germany the main market. Yeah, we, we dodged. We went in 85, we went to Australia, then we went to Japan, then we went to England. It's really been fantastic just to see these places. And then over the years, it's settled into, well, Western Europe, say Scandinavia, right. mm-hmm. Germany. We have a promoter in Hamburg. For some reason, I don't know. The audience just no. became They're sick German. of <laughs> Hasselhoff. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Pierre, let's
0: go. John, well, yeah, I went to Berlin. No, yeah, I went to some town in Germany to see. I can't remember what it was. But um, we, um, John Lilly and uh, Bob Lorman and I were having dinner at an outdoor cafe in Berlin. And there were all these tables right next to each other. And this young guy and his girlfriend were right next to us. And we started talking, as you might do with a table nearby. And he goes, so where are you from? we oh, U.S. And he, he looks at me and well, what do you do? I go, I'm a DJ. Then he looks at um, John and he goes, and what does he do? And then Bob says, uh, starts singing Johnny B, which yeah. was um, a huge hit in Germany and still is. And people go crazy. And, and uh, Bob starts going, Johnny B, da, 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 da. da. And the kid... I, I swear to God, he couldn't have been 25. Uh, reels back, he goes,
1: Das Hooters! Oh, my God!
0: Das Hooters!
1: And it was the coolest
0: thing. Then he goes, She works for the mayor. He's going
9: to get you a tour of the town.
0: I mean, it was... Uh, it was.
9: I thought we'd get free beer.
0: <laughs> and there's a great video from the last tour over there. Um, Johnny B's this huge song. It was on the second album... Rescue Me? uh, One Way Home. One Way Home, sorry. Uh Uh, And um, on that, uh, it's such a popular song over there, and they they play it, and they had gone off stage in some venue, and this packed uh, festival, there are thousands and thousands of people there, and they kept singing... Spontaneously, uh, after the encore even taken place, and you guys went out and did it again, right? Well, of course. (laughs) I mean, but that's so cool. That's the kind of love that you know that people have. It's been fantastic.
9: I mean, uh, really, everywhere we've played for all these years, the band brings it. I mean, we do it the same way now that we did it then. You know, we get on stage. I look to the Stones and those bands as a real inspiration because they were our inspiration. And there's no trickery. There's no backup people under the stage or (laughs) recordings. (laughs) The lights, the the music, it's just the best to the best of our ability. So it's, it's just old school rock and roll. And then the spontaneous things like that happen. And it's like, okay, and then we come back, play the song, start playing something else, and every night it really is an adventure with this band. I love it. Doing two
0: nights in November at the Keswick Theatre. I think are... they're just about sold out, but yeah, uh, yeah. the first weekend in November they've been doing two nights yeah, Friday and Saturday at the Keswick. We're
9: thrilled. And the gala next week, you know, is... Uh, by the way, uh, they, people can come. Well, yeah. the afternoon... Well, you can talk about
1: that. Yeah, right? there's a uh, there's going to be a ceremony yes. at, at the walk itself in the afternoon yes. and then the gala later on that night. Right. right. Now, I don't have the details on what time the, the outdoor... Ceremony is taking place. It's on the 22nd. Tele- well, just speak. Well, what, what did
9: you
7: speak. Speak, oh. boys. Speak. Hi, guys. How it's are you? It's Randy Alexander. What's Hi, up, Randy? Randy. How are you? Um, I'd like to use this moment to break a little bit of news from the Philadelphia Music Alliance that we yeah. have for everybody, all your listeners out there. Um, there's a very classic rocker who is near and dear to Philadelphia, who is from Philadelphia, who is making a special guest appearance. His name is Todd Rungren. Uh, uh, no, Todd Rundgren. Who is from Upper Darby, Pennsylvania? Yep. We'll be inducting the Hooters. Oh! Our our oh! So Come out and come see Todd in his element, in a, in a whole different kind of a way. And uh, you know, he had he does have a little history with you guys. I understand. Brian. Yeah,
9: yeah. Well, we did several shows. We did the last call at the Spectrum, which was uh, yeah. I think Pearl Jam did the technically the last show but this was maybe the second to last with Hall Notes and,
3: cool.
9: and, and Todd and Soul Survivors and the Late Great Spectrum I have a couple chairs from that place <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also the Folk Festival with Davey's uh, our drummer David's side project in the pocket we play the Folk Festival of all places and um, Davey picks Philly songs and one was um, Open My Eyes by Naz <laughs> And Todd was there, and he jammed with us, and it was just a great throw. Yeah, he's, wow, he's legendary. And We're,
1: you never know what Todd is going to say.
9: Right. Yes, okay. so who knows he what next, he'll, he'll have right. to
7: he say. He was just in town last night at the Keswick Theater. I was there. He was playing with um, uh, the Beatles' White Album 50th Anniversary Tour with Mickey Dolenz and Christopher Cross, and wow, some others, uh, Joey Mollen from Badfinger. And Todd was was on his game. He yeah. was great. And you're going to love it, and it's going to be wonderful to see him come out. And he is also in our Walk of Fame. He's been on our Walk of Fame, oh, since 1989, I believe.
1: Okay, so what time on the 22nd next week? What time are the, the ceremonies? The gala
7: runs from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m.
1: At the Bellevue. But in, earlier the Bellevue, in the...
7: Philadelphia. And the earlier on the event? the Avenue of the Arts on Broad Street, pardon me.
1: And
3: the
7: earlier event? The... the earlier event will be the induction ceremony, which starts at noon. At noon. On Broad Street on the Avenue of the Arts. It's going to be the plaques are going to be lined up in front of Hamilton Hall. Which is the building directly to the left of the Kimmel Center.
1: Okay. From so right that's down. where everything yeah.
7: and I understand there's going to be a live broadcast by uh, a radio station I'm pretty
1: familiar with. Oh, well, that's okay. pretty awesome. Would that be this one? Jackie's, <laughs> gonna be Jackie's gonna Jackie's be down. Jackie's
7: gonna be down. MmR Broadcasting Live.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Randy. We and how do people
7: it. get tickets for if they want to they can go to the actual
1: evening? PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org. At- PhiladelphiaMusicAlliance.org.
7: Oh, thank- Philadelphia. yep, no dot org. Problem. for the evening. They're on sale. And tomorrow's the last day they'll be on sale. Okay. So Hurry, hurry, hurry. And the Hello. afternoon ceremony is free, free, free. Come on down. Jam the streets. It's going to be a big photo event. You know, paparazzi, the whole thing. You're going to love it. Cool. Hurry, hurry, free, free, free. Excellent. <laughs> Except
0: for the tickets for the gala. <laughs> so we're, <trying laughs> not, not. For.
7: Say, we're so excited to have the the kismet and the synergy to be able to get Pierre Robert and the Hooters together in the same year. It's just everything. Yeah, all yeah. the planets lined up Perfectly. And it's a cosmic thrill. But,
0: That's I mean, awesome. not just us. Evelyn Champagne King and the Philadelphia Orchestra and the OJs. Yeah, Love yeah. Train. Come on. Have they sing Love, Love, Love Train. Are you guys going to play that night, by the way? Uh, it's rumored. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. All right. All right. There we'll are you hanging out for a couple minutes with Pierre, or Hello. I don't know what you're doing.
0: Um, I have to go uh, some uh, farming in the backfield. <laughs> oh. I've got to plant go I, back
1: crops. Up. I actually have to leave. You guys are going to have to wrap oh, up. Oh, no. Stay rest, around for a while. I've no. got a I'll luncheon for domestic violence that I have to go oh, okay. do, so I have to there make sure I do that for the Laurel House. But anyhow, we want to mention the Philadelphia Walk of Fame induction ceremonies coming up next week on the 22nd. Great to see you, Rob. Hey, Congratulations to, to, you, to you, the Hooters,
9: and, of course, our own Pierre. Yeah. Thanks to MMR, everybody at the station, for all these years. I oh, Appreciate it.
1: Our absolute pleasure. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And, and yes, I am, I'm leaving. You got to go. So, Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> these guys will handle the wrap-up, and the Latter-day Word of the Week, and all that stuff will be right back. Stay with us.
8: What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilot.
1: I'm always on the back foot. Yeah, I'm always on the back God's foot. man. Under your
10: scars, I pray.
1: The, dancing, dancing,
4: dancing
9: the New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR.
5: Um, so, uh, Preston is gone. Uh, he had to go speak at uh, some gala.
3: Speak engagement for the uh, the Laurel House. Yep. He's talking about, uh,
5: you know, the, the media involved in helping their mission. So that's very cool, but he had to cut out early. And, uh, yeah, you know, this, we're going to wrap up the show. It starts at 11. But um, So we forgot to do something. Kathy, we need a number for the secret text word. Oh, yeah, I should probably turn your microphone on. <laughs> go ahead, Kev.
2: There we go. Uh, what do you need? A number for secret text yes. word. We're going to go with 15.
5: All right, call her 15, 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. We may not uh, get you on the air. But uh, But you we'll, will win nonetheless. You will win nonetheless. If you and, know the uh, secret text word. Yes, and the prize is a, a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. That is June 21st at 5 p.m. at the Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa. Tickets are on sale now via com. For all twelve shows in June twenty twenty, gambling problem call one eight hundred Gambler.
3: Excellent. So, uh, what's on the show for tomorrow? Case do we know?
5: All right. So, oh yeah. So, Pierre's uh, he's, he's really blown
3: us do off. Do <laughs> he said he had to go do <laughs> some HVAC work.
5: Yeah, we could just kind of like just bust all right through this. We How can bust all right through it. All right. We got to do a letter of the day. Let's do it. Oh. Now he's coming in. Don't oh, do the what's letter. What's the letter, Pierre? Do the letter real
6: quick. You it's a
5: rock and roll honoree.
6: Like you think you're all big and mighty?
0: Hi. Oh. What's hi. The, letter, the letter, Pierre?
6: H, as in high. hi. Hi.
0: All right.
3: Excellent. We didn't know. We thought we you, thought you were involved with your walk thing.
0: Well, no. I was doing my farming. I okay. All right. You wrap that up, though? I remember? Well, All right. So it's, plant it's the corn quickly. A yeah. three-letter
5: word this week, and uh, collect those letters, make the word for a trip or two to the premiere of Warner Brothers Pictures' Dr. Sleep on Tuesday, uh. October 29th at the Regency Theater in Los Angeles. Now, the film is a follow-up to Stephen King's The Shining and was written and directed by Mike Flanagan it's in theaters nationwide friday november 8th all right pierre so we just talked to
3: you but what's on the show what's coming up on your show today
0: thank you for having us on
3: oh no our pleasure it was great
0: uh, it was really uh, lovely uh and i i neglected to mention in that process that matt cord will be inducting me oh, oh, oh is inducting the hooters uh for the uh, ceremony next tuesday night and uh matt cord will induct me which will be really fun and the Geeter will be the, your overall uh he'll be all over the place and mark goodman uh MMR alum and MTV VJ will also, I think, be one of the hosts of the evening. So. Oh, that's excellent. That'd be cool. Uh, on the program today, we have Bob Weir's birthday today, and we'll do a block of the Grateful Dead. Uh, the band that Preston jammed with, they are at the TLA tonight. That would be Steel Panther. Got to do a block of them. And uh, Greta Van Fleet was to have been in town last night and tonight uh, at the Met. And uh, Josh, the singer, uh, came down with one of those illnesses that can happen. So the shows are rescheduled into December, on December 29th and 30th. If you're holding tickets, they'll be good for those other shows. uh, Or you can take them back to the point of purchase if you'd like a refund. However, we'll do a block of Greta anyway in the Workforce blocks. Excellent. Excellent. All right, so we're going to wrap
5: things up here. Uh, We need to thank, uh, before we get to our sponsors... Thank you once again to um, the Stanley's Tavern. So there's going to be the Bud Light pl- uh, Platinum Thursday night huddle tomorrow night from 7 to 9. The MM Army is going to be there. Great food. Great food. Uh, hang out, and you can win some really, really cool stuff. Go to WMMR.com to learn out uh, all about the Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle events. Uh, thank you to uh, Winter Airport Parking. It's the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And also thank you to Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness Blackheart, and you'll enjoy massage chairs, hydro massage tanning, and so much more. On the show tomorrow, we're going to have a phone call with John Capellos. Uh, You would know him. He was actually the janitor in the breakfast club. Press is a huge fan of his because he's been in so many different movies. He's one of those. He actually has a bigger resume
3: than the Gimp. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah.
5: So he's going to give us a buzz tomorrow. Also, in our studio, we're going to have Alejandro Bedoya. Uh, He is the captain of the Philadelphia Union. He will be in our studio tomorrow. Excellent. All right. So Uh do you want to do the honors? You
3: let you do it. You did such a great job.
5: Oh, Oh, yeah. All right. Great, John. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: Yes!
1: The Greston and Steve Love You Thank You Line 12 times you are too cheap to replace your headlights and use your high beams instead. F*** you and I hope you get pulled over by
10: Next message
9: I was <laughs> driving my work truck and I had to pull the hell over because you guys are talking about the Casey story when he started at a country club and I can't see the truth it always down <sighs> the old lady Been in a
5: newspaper Oh my god Next
10: message To the guy in the car next to me Who then couldn't start up his car When the cops came Karma's <laughs> a bitch mother